The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here as well. 888-933-93. There is there's just so much to talk about today. Uh, Pelosi and the and the dreamiest dreaming dreamers, whoever dreamed a dream, uh, and the the wonderful time that they shared together it was it was uh, it was beautiful. Uh, the North Korean mess continues to heat up. What to do about that? I mean, we are making noise like there might be some sort of huge preemptive strike, and I, I just I don't know what to think of that. I mean, we talked a bit, little bit about it yesterday. I don't want to wait until they hit us with nukes. But on the other hand, I'm not sure we want to just, you know, launch some massive strike against the people who hasn't really, they haven't attacked us yet. That's probably not a great idea either. And you got, you know, China, who's their ally. You got Russia, who's semi-allied with them. There's a great story of compassion, too, that we'll get to today. uh, From four American students in France who got hit with acid attacks. Uh, yesterday, I, we meant to get to the Hobby Lobby raw cotton story. That's just incredible. We'll talk about that today. Uh, and there's a new climate change climate change study that we have to talk about because no one else will. Certainly nobody in the mainstream media will talk about this. Certainly no scientists will talk about this. And we have to get to all of this stuff and a lot more. I mean, that barely scratches the surface, but we have to get to it now uh, before the world ends. On Saturday at, at noon, is it noon that the no? It's ten o'clock Central Time. 10, ten Central. That's eleven Eastern. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Then you don't ruin, you know, waste your day. Yeah, you don't want to be like investing a lot in a day that doesn't really matter. Yeah. So if there's something on your list that you haven't gotten to yet, this is a this is the only time you can, like uh, mm-hmm. just the last the next few days, and then it's going to be too late. So yesterday. House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi held a press conference in San Francisco. This is her territory. These are her people. Uh, This is, you know, it's San Francisco. You can't get a much more liberal city, a much more progressive city than that. Uh, She wanted to announce her tentative deal with Trump to protect young, undocumented immigrants, illegal aliens, from deportation. But the event was disrupted for more than a half hour an hour by activists who came in and they were angry at her compromise to increase border security you guys you're not even guests in our country we didn't invite you here at all i guess in some tacit way we sort of did by not upholding our laws but we didn't say hey come in here illegally or have your parents bring you in illegally and then and then you guys can make all kinds of demands on us and be as rude as you as you possibly want and can be. And then we'll just continue to cave into all of your demands. But listen to these kids. She's trying to make a point. She's trying to discuss uh, exactly what's going on. And they're just screaming at her. I think we also have... Uh, this is uh this is one of those times when we're gonna we're going to sort of experiment with something as we go because the show's only seven days old, and 
uh, and try to do this video too. I think we can do it with video. Oh, right? fancy! Yeah. All right, let's see if it works. Okay, here's Nancy. Get one Because you've had your say, and it's beautiful to our ears to hear your protection, your self-dignity. I'm not. God. But I. But you don't. Wow. Hey, stop it. Just stop it now. Just stop it now. Just stop it now. Let's stop it now. Four times. (laughs) Although it's beautiful, but just stop it. We can only handle so much beauty here today uh, before it just becomes overwhelming. Stop your beautiful chanting, will you please? I kind of thought that was fun, the way the the bleeps were in there made it sound like Nancy Pelosi was dropping F-bombs all over the place. (laughs) Uh, That's great. Uh, And she loved it. It was beautiful to Mm -hmm. hear their expressing expressing themselves. Here they are. Illegally in our country. I don't, no matter what, remove the fact that they didn't come here of their own free will, all that nonsense. They're still here illegally. We didn't do anything wrong to bring them here either. So we shouldn't be the ones to have to kowtow to them. We're not the ones who have to bend over backwards for them. It's their parents. It's personal responsibility. You guys need to take care of this situation to make yourselves legal. And there's a process where you can do that. It's not my fault that your parents didn't and that you haven't. It's not my fault. So stop with the demands. But no, it's to her, it's a beautiful thing that they're interrupting her for half an hour, screaming all this nonsense. And that wasn't that wasn't it either. I mean, there was much more. understand their frustration. And here she is afterwards. I, I'm excited by it. Quite as a She's excited fact, by their but frustration. But the fact is oh, okay. completely wrong. Uh-huh. The Democrats are the ones who stopped their assault on uh, sanctuary cities. Okay, there's there's a strike against you and the Democratic Party. They're the ones who are stopping sanctuary cities, which is an unconstitutional practice. Uh, stopped the wall. They've stopped uh, the wall, <laughs> which is against the law because the law from 2006 mandates that a fence shall be built on the border, and they haven't done it yet. But the Democrats have stopped it. Mm-hmm. Again, against against U.S. law. Stop the increased uh, deportations in our last bill. That Okay, that's something to be proud of, too. We're, we're not deporting people that, that should be deported anymore. These are all things that she thinks are great. It was the end of April, and uh-huh. we are determined to get Republican votes to pass the Clean Dream Act. The Clean Dream Act. That's so wonderful. Hmm. They're going to pass the Clean Dream. They can't even pass a Clean Emergency Funding Act for the people who've been devastated in Houston mm-hmm. and Florida. They can't even get that clean. That has to be attached to something else and made into a political act. But the Dreamers, oh, we're going to make sure that's a clean act. Hmm. This is madness. This is absolute insanity, and I'm so sick and tired of it. And here's a great indication of who these kids really are. Who these people, they they demand more, they expect more, they just want everything handed to them. They they want us to fix their situation. It's not up to us to fix your situation. 
It's up to your family. You fix your situation. I didn't do it. I'm not responsible for it. And apparently neither are you and neither is anybody else in the world. So all we have to do is just everything you want. And by the way, they're chanting for not just us. They want amnesty for everybody. They want amnesty for them, which is 800,000 people. They want amnesty for their parents. They want amnesty for their aunts and their uncles and their cousins. They want amnesty for every single illegal alien who is in this country. And that, you know, don't be fooled by the 11 million figure. That figure is 15 to 20 years old. The actual figure is more than 20 million people that you're going to just grant a blanket amnesty to. And it's going to change the fabric of the country. Once they start voting, look out. They're virtually all Democrats because the Democrats have somehow conned them into believing that they're their friends. Apparently, these dreamers, these particular dreamers, don't believe that because they're, you know, at Nancy Pelosi's throat over this. But what a what a horrible situation we're in. And yeah, it's partially our fault because we haven't. It's not yours and mine, but it's our government's fault because they haven't followed the law. We're not a nation of laws. We're a nation of men. And that's when you run into this problem. And, and in this article where they're talking about Pelosi being accosted by these, some House Democrats agree with the activists that concessions on border security should only come as part of a much bigger deal to grant status to some 11 million. Yeah, it's, it's way more than that. That's the figure that they use because it sounds you know, less shocking, even though that's shocking enough. But it's less shocking than 20 million, which is really where the problem is. Or more. I've heard estimates as high as 35 million. Wouldn't surprise me. Prior to being interrupted, Pelosi said she would demand that any deal with Trump include a path to citizenship for undocumented immigrants brought to the U.S. We want to be the basis of how we go forward. We want that to be the basis of how we go forward. The White House has signaled it would be willing to extend work authorizations in a deal while preventing these immigrants from attaining permanent legal status. Once you start down that path, there's no going back. We, we found that out in 1986. Same kind of fight, same issues, same nonsense. You can't separate the families. Some of these are here of no fault of their own. They're just good, decent, hardworking family people. Um, that's true of some of them. Just like any other group of people, some of them are, some of them aren't. And there's no way to tell why, because they came here illegally and we don't know who they are. We don't know their background. We don't know what they bring to the table. We don't know anything about them, except that they're here legally and now it's our problem and we got to fix it for them. So in 1986, that's what they did. There were 2 million illegals at the time is what they estimated. And they said, well, you're going to have to pay a fine. You'll have to get to the back of the line. And, but uh, yeah, we're going to grant you citizenship. So they did. Nobody went to the back of the line. Virtually no one paid the fine. And what happened? Yeah, that problem increased by a factor of 10. Did it? Yeah, that's all. That's all. Just 10 times as bad as it was 31 years ago. That didn't solve it, huh? No, it, it, it really, surprisingly, it did not. Oh, yeah. Surprisingly, it sent the signal to people south of the border that, hey, if we go in there and just stay illegally long enough, they'll just make us illegal. They'll make us legal eventually. And so border crossings increased. They didn't decrease. And we did nothing to stop that. And, 
you know, Democrats don't want to do anything to stop it now. They don't even pretend like they want border security. I don't, how are we losing this argument? Except for the fact that we should have, as I've said before, should have started with, uh, we should have started with, we want legal immigration. We're all about legal immigration. Please just come here legally rather than take the negative that we don't want you here illegally. Uh, that was that was one big downfall, and it's it, probably too late to change that now. Hmm. But it is. This drives me out of my mind because all of the ownness is on us. All of the responsibility is ours. They have none. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. You know, it's really, this is a great time to say goodbye to Big Mobile and say hello to freedom. We all know the big big government is at the root of many of our problems, but did you know that Big Mobile, as in your cell phone company, takes a portion of their proceeds and puts it straight into the pockets of organizations like Planned Parenthood, and they help advocate for issues like sanctuary cities and gun control. I know what you're thinking. Well, Big Mobile is affordable. It's the only affordable option I have for cell service. Nope. Patriot Mobile. We've been talking to you about this for quite a while. It's the only conservative cell phone company in America where a portion of the Patriot Mobile bill that you pay directly funds traditional family values, religious freedoms, and opportunities for for U.S. citizens. And starting this week, Patriot Mobile takes another step forward. Unlimited talk, text, and data at better prices than anything you can get from the big mobile companies. Did you get that? You don't have to suffer with big mobile any longer. You don't have to suffer the fact that some of these com- companies are spending 80 or $100 million on causes you just don't agree with. You get the same nationwide coverage with unlimited talk and text. Um, and that starts at $20 a month. Unlimited talk and text at 20 bucks a month for the starting price. That's unheard of. So, how do you find them? You, you just call 1-800-APATRIOT or just visit the website, patriotmobile.com slash pat and use my name, Pat, and they'll also waive the activation fee. That's it. That's all you have to do. 800-APATRIOT or check out their website, patriotmobile.com slash pat to waive your activation fee. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, this is a topic that's pretty incendiary. And um, uh, so, I, I mean, I get it. I, I, it sometimes tears families apart. Um, and I know when we talked about it in Houston, when it was really a hot topic for, you know, the first time around in 2004, 5, and 6, a group of dreamers or illegal alien supporters of some kind actually took to defacing the station van. Uh, were oh, you there when that happened? No. And you, had you left? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they actually uh, spray painted, because my picture, my, my 
photo photo was on the side of the station van. Oh, I bet you loved that on a good day, right? Oh, I love it. You love walking by that on the way I did love it. (laughs) So it was, I think it was Rush, me and Sean, and uh, they wrote over the top of me disparaging things. And so the station had to redo the van. And so they did it again. (laughs) And the station redid the van again. And then... They did it again. Stop! And the station had to redo the van again. And at this point, they were into it for like $80,000 or something. And so they said, uh, Pat, if this happens again, we're just going to leave it. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. And see, that is an illustration of why we don't want you, mm-hmm. Van Defacer, here in this country. Yes. I mean, we, it is. what we have here is we have a rule of law. Well, uh-huh. I mean, we... You, what, 15 years ago? 20? Yeah, there's kind yeah, of a code that, of right? conduct yeah, that code of co- just kind of precludes things like that, or it certainly should. Uh, it's, so, it's pathetic. Yeah, it's just so, it's it's one of the most frustrating topics to me because it, it everybody acts on the other side like we're responsible for it all. We're not. We're not. There's no personal, for some reason, illegal aliens have been granted full immunity from any type of responsibility whatsoever and it's the only group of people i can think of like that when, like for instance it's not just the border laws that they break when they come across the border they also have to commit identity fraud and theft mm-hmm. or tax evasion both crimes would land an american citizen in jail but when it's an illegal alien and they get caught and that's been the case they've broken all these laws what are we told? Well, you can't separate families. You, you can't send them to jail or deport them and separate a family. Well, why? You'd separate the American family who committed identity theft. If I was doing that, I'd be in jail and I'd be separate from my family unless you put the whole family in jail for my crime. <laughs> Don't tempt them. I know. <laughs> I, it just doesn't make any sense, though. And, uh, you know, that's that's why this is kind of a... Uh, a touchy subject for me, and I, I know a lot of people, and especially in border states like Texas, where the problem is so difficult. And the other thing we should be doing, other than attacking this from a positive point of view and, and emphasizing legal immigration, is that, uh, which I just, I just went out of my head. I don't even know what we should do. Hmm. <laughs> awesome. I take it back. I have no idea what we should do. I think that's where do. we're at. So let's see. Do, do you want to go through like uh, maybe a general process of how this should possibly play out uh, as we get everything under control? Mm-hmm. You know, we, first we should build the wall. Yeah, just kind of stop mm-hmm. the stop the flood. Yep. And then then you call the plumber. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, you build the wall, mm-hmm. and then what do we do? We want to enforce the laws yep. that are in place. Mm-hmm. Go after the employers. Um, encourage legal immigration. Encourage legal immigration, and then deport the leftovers. And then deport. There we go. I think we have an acronym there somewhere. CBC. Wall, W, wall. E, Enforce. L. L is... So weld. weld. We just need weld. to weld. Bill Weld should uh, run again. Well, no. Don't. Mm, don't, don't. Please don't, sir. I was kidding. The, that's not the answer. Weld, W-E-O-D. Yeah. All right. Let's make a bumper sticker for that. Okay. Okay. 888-933-93. 888-933-93. Also, this uh, British scientist's study where they have found that the climate models were wrong, which we've talked about a thousand times around here. Um, something like 97 climate models. Stu's talked about this multiple times. All of them but one were wrong. 
I mean, of course, they, they've been wrong the whole time now, but I guess a group of British scientists are realizing that the models, hey, you know what? The models aren't right. <laughs> New research by these British scientists reveals the world is being polluted and warming up less quickly than 10-year-old forecast predicted. Yeah, been saying that a long time. But uh, we obviously, it's, they said it gives countries more time to get a grip on the carbon outputs. An unexpected revolution in affordable, renewable energy has also contributed to the more positive outlook. That's baloney. <laughs> Experts now say there is a two in three chance of keeping global temperatures within a one and a half degree range above pre-industrial levels. The ultimate goal of the 2015 Paris Agreement. They also condemned the overreaction to the U.S. withdrawal of the Climate Accord, saying it's unlikely to make a significant difference. (laughs) Uh, Nobody will talk about that. They will deny it. The scientists will be bludgeoned. It's just so frustrating. Dave, in in Arkansas? Hi, you're on the blaze. Yeah. Hey. Hey, I got uh, a fun activity and two solutions uh, for the dreamers. The first fun activity is, is a counter-protest that says, basically, go back, fix your own country. They've got a great education at our expense. Mm-hmm. Go use it. Mm-hmm. The other one would be is, um, sure, we'll grant them amnesty, but none of this generation can vote. Their kids can vote, but none of, these, none of this generation here can ever vote. I think that's... Of course, that would give the Democrats yeah. to go into an apoplectic fit. Yes, it would. Because they, they and, must have those votes. They must. Mm-hmm. And that's why... And the uh, third, yeah. It would be, hey, let's set up a radio campaign and ask the Mexico and people, why don't you guys have a national vote? Do you want to become a territory of the United States and eventually become a statehood? And we can get rid of all the corruption going... Well, not all the corruption, because we're pretty good at it ourselves. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but... Make them, a, make them a state and say, uh, the thing is, is nobody gets to vote in a national election for the next 20 years. And boom, at the end, they're happy. We ain't got to deal with it. It's a much smaller border at the bottom of Mexico to keep secure, mm-hmm. you would hope. Mm-hmm. We'd hope. Those are my solutions. I'm going to listen out there. I like it. Appreciate it, Dave. Thanks. 888 with your thoughts. You know, the first step, I, I don't even like to talk about the rest of it, really. Because we don't handle the first critical point in this discussion. And that's securing the border. You have to do that. And, you know, the analogies of uh, like a plumbing problem in your home. If a, if a water main breaks and it's flooding your yard and getting into your basement, are you going to worry about, uh, I don't know, selling the stuff inside no. your home before you've stopped the the water rushing in? No, I'm actually going to hook a hose up to the neighbor's house, and I'm going to run it into my basement so that I can accept their water as well. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I mean, that's the genius of this. Thank you. Of this problem, that's what we do. I try. We just we try to make it. We try to make it worse, and and we're really good at that. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats are. They're not even. I don't know. They're not even on the side of America because let's let's say we do what they want. Let's just say we let everybody in. Let's say we have open borders. Okay, okay. We, our borders are just open now. You can come in from whatever country. I don't care if it's Mexico or France. Uh, if you want to come here, you can, and there's no restrictions whatsoever. What happens to the United States of America? We would be overwhelmed in a year 
there would be 500 million people here within a year. Do you know how many people want to come to our country? You overwhelm the system and you will break it. It's just that simple. We can't take care of everyone. And if you put such a strain on us that, you know, we do collapse, well, then we're no good to anyone. Then these illegal aliens aren't going to want to be here because there aren't going to be any jobs. There's not going to be a good standard of living. There's not going to be good housing. They're not going to be able to send money back to Mexico or whatever their country of origin is. And again, a, a lot of this doesn't even matter because obviously the world is ending on Saturday. So we're wasting oh, yeah. breath. Oh, yeah. What a, wait, a numerologist has predicted a that the apocalypse will be upon us Saturday using various numbers in Bible passages and pointing to the date of last month's eclipse. <laughs> David Mead, self-styled expert researcher, yeah. has claimed in a viral YouTube video, oh, we got to play some of this. Uh, I don't have that. Oh. Saturday is the day when apocalyptic events leading to the end of the world begin. Okay. Using biblical references, Mead has hit on the number 33 as the key to knowing when the apocalypse starts. In the Christian tradition, Jesus lived as a man. Hmm on earth for 33 years that's true it's a very biblically significant numerologically significant number he said i'm talking astronomy i'm talking the bible and merging the two hmm so this saturday this saturday marks the 33rd day since the total solar eclipse mead believes the astronomical number was an omen foreshadowing the end of the world wow who was that guy that was pretty old and he was claiming that the world was going to end on some certain date and it didn't and oh, then he yeah. picked another date and it didn't and then he finally started started saying okay i give up <laughs> that'll happen with this guy too because no one knows the hour no one knows the day it's pat gray unleashed <laughs> pat gray the blaze radio network Unleashed, 888-727-BECK, talking immigration, the dreamers who shouted down Nancy Pelosi for about half an hour at her press conference yesterday in San Francisco. Just wonderful. They're all just great kids. You just got to love it. And she did. She loved it. Clean dream. Didn't seem like it because she kept telling them, just stop, just stop. But afterwards, she said it was beautiful. She's excited by their by their frustration. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. <laughs> But also, we've got to take care of all of this before Saturday when the world ends. Yeah. And here's here's the guy talking about what he has foreseen. Hello and welcome. Hi. Today, I want to briefly discuss with you a very important topic okay. in which the sun, the moon, and the stars will align with perfection wow. to fulfill a 2,000-year-old prophecy. Wow. Perfection only found from the creator of heaven and oh, earth. This go. prophecy was written down in the book of Revelation, the last book in the Holy Bible. That's kind of interesting because is it placed as the last book? Yeah. Was it written last? No. Hang on a second. <laughs> the, the Bible, the New Testament, is not in chronological order. Does anybody believe it is? We don't know. I mean, as a matter of fact, we don't know the chronology. 
of the books necessarily. We suspect, yeah. but Revelation's not the last book in the Bible. Okay. As far as it was written. That's really important. But the more important thing is, could could somebody in the other room, could, we have a popcorn machine down the hall? Because this is going to be good. And I kind of want yeah, some popcorn is, for this. this. Is good. So. Directly from Jesus. Mm-hmm. This book was given to us so that we wouldn't... Well, directly from Jesus to John the Revelator. Oh. Yeah, John wrote Revelation. ...know the time of the end, what to expect, mm-hmm. and to know what would happen. Let's read Revelation 12 together. Let's. And there appeared a, there great, appeared a great wonder, wonder in heaven, heaven a woman clothed with, with, the sun, with the sun, and, and the moon under her feet, and upon, upon her head a crown of 12 stars. stars. Okay. And, and she, she being with child cried, travailing in birth and pain, pain to be delivered. We did that together. So what that we fun. see written here mm-hmm. is the constellation Virgo, which okay. is known as the woman, oh. who is clothed with the sun. That mm-hmm. means the sun is currently in currently. the constellation Virgo. Constellation Virgo. Mm. The moon is under her feet, okay. and above her head is a crown of 12 stars. stars. And Jupiter enters her belly, stays there for nine months, and exits, showing a birth. So in wow, this that's very though, descriptive passage, we see... All phases, the sun, the moon, and the stars, all coming together to form a picture of a birth. Okay. And again, lastly, yeah. the nine stars from Leo, always above her head, uh-huh. plus the three wandering stars aligned perfectly for the crown. Right. God himself spoke through the prophet Daniel and said these things would be sealed up until yeah. the time of the end. Okay. As in, nobody would really understand right. until the end came. Hmm. Thanks to technology, we have a program called Stellarium. It allows us to go forward and backward in time and see how the stars align. Oh, yeah, that's really because cool, by the way. as they have seen, every oh, star, for it, huh? every planet known mm-hmm. as a wandering star follows a mathematical you equation. You believe it? This alignment has never but. happened. In the beginning, hmm. in the huh. book of Genesis... God himself says the sun, the moon, and the stars will be for signs and for seasons. That is true. And for days and, and for, for years. years. This prophecy is no exception. What's happening to you, man? A lot of that is true. Oh, Pat. It is. Okay. It's true. That I, I just disagree with his conclusion that it means but that the world ends where does it, Saturday. Where does it say um, 10 a.m. Central daylight yeah it doesn't I, I guess that's where it's perfectly aligned that's mm-hmm. probably the time that everything comes well, that's into convenient it was right at the top of the hour alignment. you know what i mean yeah, like it could is. have been something weird like 9 54 and 38 seconds mm-hmm. but it wasn't so but that's helpful so uh kind of interesting you know but there's always one of these guys that is saying the world's gonna end and mm-hmm. you know again we're, we've been told in the scriptures he's ignoring this but maybe he addresses it somewhere mm-hmm. nobody knows the time the sun doesn't even know the time. All right. Uh, but good news, good news, good news. You yeah. and I don't have to watch BYU or Nebraska lose this week if <laughs> it's going to end on Saturday morning. Yeah, just do it before the game. That would be great. <laughs> right. Vic, oh, of course, BYU doesn't play this week, so they're not going to lose. Hey. Vicky in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Heck are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, sir. I was just going to suggest that the sanctuary states and cities that want all the illegals mm-hmm. can have them. Mm-hmm. Or we can stop a nonstop bus service from the border to Canada where Pajama Boy Trudeau welcomes them. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing how... Appreciate the call. Thanks, Vicky. The people who are so free with our immigration laws uh, would not like this a similar problem in their country. And by the way, nobody has a similar problem in their country because... Millions of people just aren't flocking to be anywhere else but here. 
Dan in Illinois. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, how are you? Good. Good. What's up? Oh, I just wanted to talk about uh, sanctuary cities. Okay. Why doesn't Why doesn't President Trump send an ICE to arrest all these Democratic mayors? Because okay. they're violating the Constitution and they're protecting criminals. Yep. It, I mean, it'd be a bad PR move, but um, you 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 could probably make the case that it would be legal to do that. Thanks for the call, Dan. I I I don't know. Nobody's really serious, and I think I think that includes Donald Trump about fixing the situation. Now he talked a good he talked a good game during the campaign, but we're seeing something completely different now, aren't we? I don't know. Maybe maybe you still think he's on track to do all the things he said. I'd love to hear from you if you think so. Uh, but it doesn't look that way to me. Joe in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hello, Pat. How are you? Good. That's great. I was calling about the last thing you were talking about in the end of the world on Saturday and the prophecy and the discombobulation of Revelation chapter 12. Yep. Uh, well, I come from the uh, standpoint of a pre-trib, pre-millennial dispensationalist, but to us that... Wait, uh, you come from the tribe... Of, wait a minute. You come from the tribe of what? Pre-tribulation, pre- pre-millennial dispensationalism. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. It's a method of interpretation of the Bible. Okay. Huh. Okay. Well, anyway, for us, chapter 12 of Revelation, the, the woman is Israel, the 12 stars of the 12 tribes of Israel, mm-hmm. and the birth of the baby is Jesus. And it doesn't have anything to do with the end of time at that point. Huh. Okay. So, so uh, to us, Jesus will come for the church, mm-hmm. and then seven years or so later, his second glorious appearing will happen, where everybody will see him come, and then we'll go into the thousand-year millennium that's called for, mm-hmm. and later in Revelation, and then after that, in Second Peter 3, we find that the earth and the heavens are all burned up and recreated, so it begs the question, why should we worry about climate change? <laughs> Yeah, it does. Uh, you can't necessarily draft public policy based on that, uh, but you're right. That was a long way you're to right. the well by Joe, but I appreciate the conclusion. <laughs> yeah, Quite thanks, so. Joe. Uh, Charles in Texas. Hi, you're on The Blaze. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh-huh. Listen, my question is, no one's been able to answer this, is how can blacks exhibit black supremacy because they have the black congressional caucus? There's not a white one. The Black Chamber of Commerce, there's not a white one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the Associated Black Journalists, and all these organizations, must be hundreds of them, your skin color has to be black to be, be considered a member. And to me, that is outrageously racist, discriminatory, and they're exhibiting black supremacy by just allowing those who are black to belong to these organizations. There's all black fraternities, sororities, yeah. black neighborhoods, black colleges, black everything with the word black in it. How can yeah. they get away with that? I don't know, but we've, I mean, it's been that way for a long time and it's just accepted. It's just accepted. And, and not just for blacks either. Uh, how about Hispanics with La Raza, meaning the race? Uh, it seems like a supremacist stance, too. Marathon thing, maybe? No. Give them the benefit of the doubt. It might uh-uh. be talking about running a... Uh, it is amazing. It's it's 
it's hypocrisy. It's incongruent. But, you know, it's just what we deal with. Charles, appreciate the call. It's just what we deal with. So frustrating. If you're white, you just you can't do any of that stuff. And we, we've made that point many times. You couldn't have your own white network. You couldn't have the National Association of Anglo-Saxons. You, cu- you couldn't do that. And the thing is, we don't want to. And we're we not don't. asking for this. Yeah. We're not the ones separating ourselves. That's frustrating. Very frustrating. 888 uh, It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Also, speaking of which, students in a sociology class at San Diego State University can earn extra credit if they take a quiz to determine... Their level of white privilege. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Professor Day Elliott offered the option to her sociology class students a white privilege checklist. Jeez, I'd be pissed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that includes 20 questions that aim to illustrate that racial privilege is one form is just one form of privilege. Some of the questions include I can choose blemish color. Uh, I can choose blemish cover over bandages and flesh color and have them more or less match my skin. You know what? Hold on. Hold I, on. I, that's a like a makeup tip that's no difficult for blacks? Or I what? have always thought that would be a multi-million dollar idea is to make band-aids in different flesh tones for black people, Hispanic, stuff like that. Yeah. So just, that, you're just showing your white privilege. Somebody should. Well, you're yeah. just showing your white somebody privilege. Somebody should follow through with that. I can be late to a meeting without having the lateness reflect on my race. What? Are you telling me black people can't do that? They, they show up after the meeting has started and somebody's going to accuse them of of being on black time? Uh, Stop it. I'm not made acutely aware that my shape, bearing, or body odor will be taken as a reflection on my race. What? I can enroll in a class at college and be sure that the majority of my professors will be of my race. At the end of the quiz, students were also made aware of other forms of privilege, such as gender, sexual orientation, class, and religion, as well as being asked to ident- to define any more types they can think of. <laughs> this is great. Students were instructed by Professor Elliot to add up their scores with a higher score, meaning they had a high level of privilege, and a lower score, meaning they had a lower level of privilege wait that's so complicated i'm mm-hmm. not sure i can get my head around that <laughs> like golf. to earn the extra credit students were told to also answer a series of questions given to them by the professor they are were you surprised by your score or did it confirm what you already knew why is privilege normally invisible and what does it feel like to make it visible do you think this exercise is different for white students than for students of color for black students than asian indian latino uh, or other students of color. Asked about the offer, Professor Elliott told the college fix that it's a legitimate way to help students see things from multiple perspectives. God, who do these people think they are? Only thorough processes, only through processes that allow us to share intersubjectively weigh all of our perspectives according to amount of shareable empirical evidence. Can we approximate an objective understanding of our society. What gobbledygook. She should be immediately fired. It may never be perfect. In fact, I am sure we will always be improving, but it is a better response if we are truly seekers of what is truth, what is reality. In a society that values fairness, our injustices that are institutionalized are often made invisible. Don't send your kids Mm-mm. to these colleges. Mm-mm. 
They're just, they, they won't recover from it. I mean, this is ridiculous. There's got, I mean, I don't even know if there's, if there's colleges anymore that don't engage in this because uh, two of my sons right now are going to a college that we consider quite conservative and they're hearing all kinds of liberal things. Uh, they heard uh, what a mass murderer and how horrible Columbus is. They've heard how bad the United States is and continues to be. Uh, they've heard about climate change and how catastrophic that is. All at hmm? all at a university hmm? that should hmm. and and really has been conservative. Now I, I just don't know that there are any Hillsdale. No, it's not Hillsdale. No, no, I'm saying that's the one that's left. Oh, that's the take, one that's left. They refuse to take a penny from the government so they can do right. whatever they want. They don't have to fall in line with all this crap. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Um, Got to tell you about CosmoHurtsKids.com campaign. Uh, Cosmo Hurts Kids was founded by Victoria Hurst. Her family's corporation, the Hurst Corporation, is the publisher of Cosmopolitan magazine known as Cosmo. Uh, Victoria believes that Cosmo contains pornography. That's harmful to kids. Uh, Cosmo Hurts Kids Campaign isn't trying to censor the magazine. They're not trying to put them out of business. They just want to have the state's material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmopolitan. So then you just couldn't sell it to kids under 18. Everybody else who wants to buy it can. And they're not trying to get them to change their content. She just And she believes in free speech. She just also believes that we all need to take a stand against pornography being sold to anybody under 18. So visit CosmoHurtsKids.com if you want to learn more. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Bill's book, uh, Killing England, goes on sale today, by the way. Uh, is there anybody else left to kill after he's killed England and everybody, uh, pretty much everyone else who's Killing ever lived? Whole he's, countries now. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You can also tweet us. Yeah. It's at Pat Unleashed. Yeah, we got some, got some tweets here. Yeah, yeah. So Tom Sheehan tweets out, uh, sounds like the professor was the only one with privilege. She was able to do this without consequences. That's privilege. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, let's see. Luxury Yacht uh, tweets out, uh, that's why I predict the end of the world every day. God can't end it if I keep claiming I know. <laughs> that's a good way to play this. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jenny Joan tweets out, Pat, I've never seen you wear a wedding ring. Your wife must be very happy. Hmm. What's going on there? Why are you wearing that ring? I just got married. Yeah. Today? Like yesterday. I got my ring. Uh, Actually, it's weird. Uh, My (laughs) wife had my car yesterday because I took her car into the shop. Okay. And I've had this duffel bag full of stuff in this car since I bought it. And I transferred the stuff that was in my old car in this duffel bag into my new car. This was in 2012. Mm. Wait a minute. (laughs) And apparently my ring fell off in that duffel bag. And I haven't looked at it since 2012. 
My wife finally got tired of that duffel bag being in the car, took it out, and pulled out all the contents, and my wedding ring was in it. I'm like, oh, wow, that's where that is. Huh. Huh. I think I'll wear it now. Wait a minute. <laughs> Couple questions. Number uh-huh. one, have you been looking for it at all in the last well, five yeah, years? I, oh, yeah. Okay. We, you look, just... Yeah, we searched all over the place for it. Couldn't find it. Any obviously. idea how it ended up in your no, duffel I, bag? I said, I think it fell off while I was putting stuff in it because I mean, it's kind of too big for that's my what i was finger. gonna ask you you can get that resized you know yeah i don't want to because yeah. i don't like to feel like my fingers being choked okay i like the fact that it's a little too big but just have it go missing for five years at a time <laughs> got it okay yeah that's reasonable uh mike in indiana you're on the blaze hi hey hey pat how's it going doing good um back to the illegal alien mm-hmm. um i'm in indiana i was a longtime resident of las vegas for 51 years now i know a lot of the illegal aliens that i worked with now, in 2012, there's over 500,000 uh, illegals in Las Vegas. They work in the culinary unions. They work in the casinos. Mm-hmm. They have driver's licenses. A lot of them carry illegal cards. They can get them there on the black market real easy. And they rounded up a half a million, I mean, yeah, a half a million, 500,000 of them, and made them go and vote for Obama. Now, my friends that are Mexican, this is secondhand, mm-hmm. uh, knowledge but uh they did round them up and made them go vote for obama so that's just one city in the united states so how many other cities where they have a driver's license can go vote so it's just a point and people mm-hmm. don't realize you know what's going on here you know they need to wake up so once they get to the voting booth they don't have to show that they're uh, who they say they are um, is there no voter no, ID they, they go the- on welfare yeah. and they get driver's licenses. Okay. If you have a driver's license in Las Vegas, you can vote. They, they will give a driver's license to an illegal alien? Are you kidding me? How can they go get welfare for their children? Well, I, they don't come They're not there. all on welfare, but many probably. No, there's some. a vast majority of them. If you look mm. it up, I Googled it six years ago. It was about $15 million then, and they paid out uh, $15 billion a year in welfare. Hmm. Well, wow. so, just that was six years ago. So Google it. They may have taken it down by now. Who knows? You know, but uh, they come here primarily, primarily for the welfare. They do work. Mm. You know, the husbands work for mm-hmm. cash, mm-hmm. and the women bear children. You know, <laughs> they all have four children uh-huh. because that's that's the number that welfare will allow. Four. Okay. All right. For welfare. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Uh, that might be a, a, a little bit of a sweeping generalization, um, but I, it is, I mean, whether they're on welfare or not, they're straining the system because they're in schools, they go to hospitals, they're, you know, they're not paying federal income taxes. Uh, it is, it's an issue and it's a, it's a problem and it's a problem that most people in government just don't care about. They're certainly doing nothing about it. Uh, Jamie in Louisiana. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hi, um, Hi. thank you for accepting my call. Yeah. I have a question. Okay. What is the immigration policy of Mexico? Oh, my. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, thanks for the call, Jamie. Uh, we send back them. Yeah, let's uh, let's look into that just a little <laughs> bit. Uh, let's just see what Mexican President uh, Felipe Calderon said about this. All right few years ago okay. when he was being this was either uh wolf blitzer when he was yes he was being interviewed by a blitzer but then he was 
He's also making a speech, uh, I think, and I'm not sure which one this is. But we will retain our firm rejection to criminalize migration so that people that work and uh, provide thanks to this uh, nation will be treated as criminals. And we oppose firmly the uh, SB 1070 Arizona law. We can't do so Mm -hmm. with a community that will promote a dignifying life in an orderly way. Okay, I think that was Calderon's speech at the UN, but here's a portion of uh, another portion where Congress was just lapping up everything he said. I strongly disagree with the recently adopted law Law in Arizona. In Arizona. It is a law. Yay! Thank you for disagreeing with our law in Arizona. Thank you! We disagree with that law, too. (laughs) Yay! Stupid Democrats applauding this from the leader of another it nation. Is a it is a low. That not only ignores a reality right. that cannot be erased by decree, mm-hmm. but also introduced a terrible idea using racial, racial profiling. Racial profiling. As a basis for low. As a basis for low. Okay. So there, that's the setup. Now, when we come back after the top of the hour, we'll play what he also said to Wolf Blitzer, because these are the speeches he was making in front of Congress. He was he was talking about this Arizona. You remember the Arizona law? What was this? 2009 or 10. Mm -hmm. They had just uh, passed a really tough immigration law. Mm -hmm. So he came here to complain about it, whining and moaning before Congress. And the Democrats all get up and give him a standing ovation. (laughs) Yay! Thank you for coming to our country and disparaging it. I love that. That is wonderful. Uh, We'll play the rest of this because uh, the interview with Wolf Blitzer afterward is astounding. It's coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. It is Pat Gray, triple eight seven two seven back. We had a caller a few minutes ago who said, "Well, what, what, what is Mexico's immigration policy?" Nah, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, and really, the 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 same question can be directed at any other nation on earth mm-hmm. because they all do the same thing. And that's protect their borders. And that's find out who's coming into their country. And they ask them, hey, what do you bring to our country? Can you add your uniqueness to our own? Will you give something that we don't already have here? Is there a reason for you to be here? Yeah, we can't ask any of those questions. But every other country on earth can. In fact, uh, Felipe Calderon, when he was Mexican president, this was, I don't know, six, seven, eight, ten years ago, something like that. He was right after Vicente Fox. And Calderon came to uh, Congress, and he made these speeches about how terrible the Arizona law was. The Arizona law that cracked down on immigration. And he was all upset about it, and he was telling us what we should be doing. So after that, Wolf Blitzer sat down with him and talked to him about the racial profiling that you couldn't do in Arizona, by the way. Uh, 
as part of that low racial profiling was specifically excluded. But here's what he said anyway. It's some racial profiling criteria in order to enforce the law that it's against any sense of human rights. And of course, is provoking very disappointing mm. uh, things or very disappointing mm. opinion in Mexico and around the world, even here in America, oh, to exactly. introduce these yeah. kind of elements, right. especially racial profiling aspects that are attempting against right. what we consider sure. human rights. It's human rights. the principle of discrimination, which is against the values of this great nation. It's against the values of this great nation. So he's trying to tell us what our values are. Oh, thank you for coming here from Mexico to tell us what we believe, what we think, what our values are, what our laws should be. That's great. And then there was this comment of course if somebody sneaks in from nicaragua or some other country in central America, through the southern border of mexico they wind up in mexico mm. they can go get a job they no, can no. work oh no if no. somebody do that without permissions without. we send ba- we send back them <laughs> that's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite interviews of all time oh no 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 <laughs> because what he's saying here is we should allow everybody who wants to to come into our country and just leave them alone yeah. and let them be because they want to. They want to. And if we don't do that, we're discriminating against them. We're racially profiling them. But when it's Mexico, yeah. when Nicaraguans are coming across or Hondurans are coming across the southern Mexican border, do you just let them work in your country, live in your country, vote in your country? Oh, no, 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 no. When somebody do that against permissions, right. we send back them. Okay. Wait, why do you do that? Right. Isn't that profiling? No, no. Isn't that hateful? Isn't that discriminatory? I think I figured it out. I I mean, that is just, that's mind numbing. And no awareness that there's any problem with it. He's not even embarrassed to say it. No self-awareness. Or maybe he's actually saying, you should let them come to America because America's awesome. He's actually doing people a favor if they sneak into Mexico. He's like, no, 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 trust me. You don't want to be here. We're going to send you back. So maybe he's just uh, doing that. And the thing is, we we ask nothing of Mexico in this proposition either. We we don't ask them to fix their own stupid country so that everybody didn't try to leave it. So that a million people or two million people a year don't try to leave their country. How about you do something about your own house? Clean that up. Then you can talk to us about ours. Man, 888-900-3393. Uh, Edna in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. Hi, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want, I want to first thank you for allowing me to be on your show. Sure. And I think the blaze mm-hmm. is great. Thank you. I want to know that um, without sounding ignorant, mm-hmm. please explain to me what a sanctuary city is. Without making me look, I just am very naive. <laughs> okay. No, there's a, appreciate it. Thanks, Edna. No, there's it's not a problem at all. There's a lot of people who don't understand the sanctuary city thing. Uh, it's it's a city that uh, when someone is is caught doing something wrong when they're arrested, uh, they can't ask their immigration status, and if even if they find out that they're not here legally then they will not, they refuse to turn them over to um, immigration and and customs. So ICE has requested that when you find out that people are uh, in your city illegally and you've detained them, 
hold them and we'll come pick them up and we'll deport them. The sanctuary cities grant them sanctuary because they will not tell federal officials, hey, we've got these per- these people and we're going to release them into your hands. Instead, they just send them back out on their merry way. Hmm. So it's a place where they have sanctuary from deportation. Safe space and from, from the federal government. There are 200 such cities or more across the country that engage in that practice. It's unbelievable. Uh, Nicole in Arizona, you're on with Pat Gray. Hi. Hi, Pat. How Hi. are you? Doing good. Uh, long-time listener since, you know, the very beginning of the show, like a week ago. It's been awesome. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Love it. Um, I was just uh, going to point out a lot of times when people say uh, privilege, like you were talking about that privilege test earlier, mm-hmm. uh, they ask questions like, oh, did you grow up in a two-parent home? Did you have to work your way through, uh, through college? And uh, those things used to be called blessings, not privilege. And we used to be thankful for them right. instead of, you know, being ashamed of them. And I think it's just sad, the, the twist, you know, the, the change of perception on that. Yeah, it really is. Appreciate that's a That's good perspective on that. Thanks, Nicole. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. But you know, this thing has been uh, our society's been so turned upside down and inside out. It, it's gotten to the point. We I wanted to talk about this yesterday, but we we didn't get to it. The Hobby Lobby situation, where there was a, a customer that went into Hobby Lobby and found a decoration in one of the stores. They found it so offensive that they shared the image on Facebook. It's been it's gone viral now. Everybody's tweeting it out. So what was this horrible, offensive item? Uh, it was a glass bottle containing what appeared to be replicas of raw cotton plants. <laughs> she captioned the photo, this decor is wrong, all caps, on so, all caps, many levels. There is nothing decorative about raw cotton a commodity which is gained, which was gained at the expense of African-American slaves. A little sensitivity goes a long way. Please remove this decor. Okay, it's a, it's a cotton plant, okay? Uh, by the way, it, wa- it was not picked by slaves. That hasn't been done in about 160 years. So, at the time... Uh, that they wrote the story, it was liked and and shared thirty three thousand times, seventy six thousand comments. Um, the reaction was split. Some people commented on her outrage and wrote things like, "What do you expect from Hobby Lobby? Never shop there." Yeah, because they're good Christian people. They're closed on Sundays and they're just awful. They pay their employees really well. Uh, they're they're quite religious. And so they're terrible, I guess. And obviously endorse slavery. Right. Another one wrote, um, it's cotton. WTF, it's 2017. Do you know some slaves in 2017 that picked this cotton? Didn't get paid for it? Just stop. Thank <laughs> you. Great comment. And then in the Blaze article, they, they share the perspective because the Blaze has been reorganized and redone and we're in the process of it and it's not quite right yet but this is great stuff because you get this perspective art is art and visual decor falls into that category visually stimulating productions of art whether worried whether worthy of the louvre or simply available at your local craft store is created with intent and meant for interpretation art's intent is to be stimulating oftentimes meant to be a conversation piece or a trigger 
some kind of important conversation. Art can also be for the sake of visual appreciation. Doesn't necessarily need to be a deep meaning behind it. While artists like Vincent van Gogh and Jackson Pollock are widely different, each represents an unconventional aspect of art appreciation, which some way may get while others may not. Now, I don't even know if art is the point. I mean, it's, it's a cotton plant, a replica of a cotton plant that might look good on somebody's centerpiece or whatever. <laughs> it is not a political discussion piece. I mean, I'm wearing... We all wear cotton shirts all the time. Is that evil because it was once picked by slaves? It's just so stupid. We've been so turned upside down and inside out that this is the kind of garbage we get. I wonder if this lady took her shirt and all of her clothing from her closet back to the store. She I hope was so. so upset that it was Gotta all wear cotton. only polyester from now on for her. My goodness. Carla in Washington, you're on the blaze. Yeah, hi. Um, hi. I keep hearing all the radio and TV hosts basically saying that we could, you know, with an immigration issue, that we should start with getting our borders secured, uh, maybe do something like E-Verify. Well, I was an employer for 10 years uh, not too long ago in California, and it was the law. We are mandated and required to check everybody out, yet we never got audited, ever. Wow. So, Basically, a law that I don't think a lot of people know is even enacted. Yeah, well, we just we don't enforce our laws. We we don't yeah, pay any so, attention to our laws. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, kid, clean your room, but you never go and check the kid cleans his room, so you never <laughs> take away his cell phone privileges. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It is. So in <sighs> in in California, though, they were actually yeah. requiring you to check on their immigration status because in some states that's illegal. Well, no, E-Verify requires that they give you all the required documents, and you're, you had to go to websites, and you had to check them out. In addition, mm-hmm. so they, they never checked on us, and basically that's supposed to keep, and then you're, get, you're supposed to get audited, and that would keep employers on their toes to make sure that you didn't hire a bunch of illegal aliens. Right. Well, and another thing, too, is they required us uh, on ITAR, it's some international security thing, and basically, if you, if you had a commodity or product that they deemed that you could do terrorist activities with, you, not the government, we as an employer, and it's very burdensome, and you had, it, basically, if you could do something with it, we are required to get on some government, uh, the recipient or the buyer of the product, go on these government uh, websites and check, we call it the scary guy list, and you just check the name of your client or purchaser against this. And really, it didn't do anything. Yet we got some government official who came in our office, laid down his gun in the middle of the table, and threatened us, you know, that, you know, we weren't doing this well enough. And first of all, we, first of all, we didn't even know we were supposed to do it yet. So they had some follow-through there, mm. but there is no follow-through on this uh, uh, the immigration, yeah. Uh, what kind of business were you in? Uh, underwater robotics. But we argue that you could take a butter knife and do terrorist activities. So why doesn't everybody have to comply with the ITAR requirements? Yeah, I, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Also, it's one last comment on mm-hmm. the the dreamers being able to stay, etc. Yeah. Uh, apparently, those who might weaken and are going to allow this say, well. 
How do you know they're a dreamer, not just a regular illegal immigrant? Well, we'll take their word for it. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> they never lie. Are you saying that someone yeah, might lie? Yeah, we'll on that for a while. Yeah. Carla, these yeah, are little right. sprites. These are like unicorns. They're only capable of righteousness. They can't lie. They can't yeah. lie. So that takes care of that. I'm happy to put that to rest yeah. for you. Uh, thanks, Carla. <laughs> That's what you would think by listening to the Democrats on this issue. 888 It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Nancy Pelosi talking to dreamers yesterday. You have been fighting deportation? Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. You do not. You're a liar. You don't know what you're talking about. Ah, the dreamers. That kind of feels good. So wonderful. The lovers, the dreamers, and she, Nancy Pelosi. Just a nice little encounter from the sprites, from the unicorns, from the people who can do no wrong. Just a beautiful little experience between the two. It's so nice. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, it just gives you that warm feeling all over to know the love that they have for this country and the politicians and people are trying to help them. That's so beautiful. So beautiful. And the fact that they just, I mean, they're just happy to be here. Mm-hmm. They just they just want to contribute. They don't demand anything special. Well, except for all the special demands that they have and they're willing to go in and shout down one of our one of our po- most powerful politicians at her press conference. Mm, she should be a lot less powerful than she is, mm. but thanks to a meeting she had at the White House last week, that's not the case. Yep. Uh Beth in Tennessee, you're on the blaze. Uh, hi there. Hi. Um, I'd like to go back to that uh, Hobby Lobby story, if mm-hmm. you would. Um, the And the apparent righteous indignation of this privileged American uh, minority woman who mm-hmm. feels that it's her duty to have a national chain remove a decor items she doesn't like yeah um this is this is kind of the natural progression of the pc culture emboldened by eight years of obama's administration to demand that every minority get every ridiculous uh thing off their privileged chests at the expense of everyone else let's just uh let's just go straight to communism because that's what they want yeah, I mean, a good portion of them do, and they they just they quite clearly don't like it here. <laughs> they quite clearly right, so they are offended by leave. everything. Uh, if you're offended mm-hmm. by a replica of a cotton plant that's just yep. sitting on a shelf in Hobby Lobby, I mean, you got way too much privilege. You've got way too exactly. much time on your hands. If that's I what we're down to to complain that. about, this is a pretty dang good country. Exactly. We are so privileged that most of us don't appreciate 
they could not imagine living in a third world country. They think mm. they're poor. I oh, would like yeah. for these people to go spend one weekend in Venezuela today right. and tell me how horrible it is to be a poor minority in the United States of America. They're out of their minds if they think that any of us should feel sympathy for them. Yeah. Thanks, Beth. I, I, it's ridiculous. Thank P- you. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, actually, the president kind of tackled that at the U.N., uh, talking about Venezuela specifically. We call for the full restoration of democracy <clears throat> and political freedoms in Venezuela. <laughs> Listen to these despots, man. They have no idea if they should I like that smattering of applause. The problem... I mean, we want full freedom returned to Venezuela. Yeah, I, don't, I can't applaud that. No, it's in Venezuela so great. is not that socialism has been poorly implemented, but that socialism has been faithfully implemented. Listen to this. Nothing. Nothing. He's waiting for the applause. <laughs> I mean, that is unbelievable. So telling. Keep in mind, he's sitting in a room full of socialists. Mm-hmm. He's sitting in a room of socialist dictators and they're dictating the dictator puppets. And and these people loathe the United States of America. They hate capitalism. They hate the liberty and freedom we have. They want big government and 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 all that that brings to people. And here is Donald Trump, to his credit, saying that the problem isn't that they implemented it; it's that they faithfully implemented it, and now it's screwed up their system. And then he stops and waits for them to applaud, and they don't. <laughs> Just. Amazing. From the Soviet Union to Cuba to Venezuela, wherever Mm -hmm. true socialism or communism has been adopted, it has delivered anguish and devastation and failure. This is really good stuff. Those who preach the tenets of these discredited ideologies only contribute to the continued suffering of the people who live under these cruel systems. Exactly. America stands with every person living under a brutal regime Mm. our respect for sovereignty is also a call i love that it's just like okay uh socialism sucks (laughs) (laughs) that is so telling no kidding man if that doesn't scream get (laughs) out of the un right now nothing does Tom in Alabama, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Tom. Oh, you're okay. You're talking to me. I am. Yeah. If your name is Tom and you're in Alabama, I am talking to you. No, not Alabama, Alaska. Alaska. That's going to be AK. Okay. Not AL. Right. AK. Right. Alaska. Our bad. All right, Tom. You're you're talking about the United States. If we keep letting all Mm -hmm. these illegal aliens. Come in, it's going to be broken. Excuse me, it's already broken. It's, you know, it's too late. How many trillions of dollars are we in debt that we're never 20. going to take care of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the big word on illegal aliens is illegal. Don't, doesn't our mm-hmm. government know even how to read anymore? No, they just dismiss the illegal part because no human being is illegal, Tom. Appreciate the call. Thanks. Oh, I, I disagree nice. with the premise that that it's too late. 
I, I just can't go there. I, I won't go there. I will not. I, I will not accept the fact that America is permanently broken. I just I can't do that. You can't go for that. Can't go for that. No can do. I can't go for that. No, no can, can do. do. Robert in South Carolina, you're on the blaze. Hi. Uh, hey, Pat. How hey. you doing? I talked to you last week. Okay, good. Then we're talking uh, again listen, this week. Weird. Yes. Yeah. You were talking about the cotton in the bottle. Uh-huh. That made me understand why I know I have white privilege now. When I was a kid, I had to pick cotton in the fields alongside other white people and black people to earn money to help my family. They'd take me out of school a week in September every year to pick cotton in Monroe, North Carolina. And I picked cotton. Didn't have but one change of clothes to wear to school all week, and I take them off and I got home because I only had one set of clothes to go to school. Wow. My dad was drunk all the time. He separated from my mom. Me and my brothers went to an orphanage for three years. Oof. When I came home, I cooked on the weekends for two years. My senior year in high school, I worked the third shift in a cotton mill to help my mother because she was separated. And then I come home to the shop, went to school, high school, all day after working all night on the third shift. Then I was drafted, went to Vietnam and served Jeez. over there and come back. Thanks for your and service, I've had by the a way. tough time since then. Thank you, sir. And I looked at all of that, and I think uh, not only that, my daddy, when he did take us on vacation when I was real small, he took us to kinfolk down around the beach that had, co- that had uh, tobacco fields. And we, our vacation was helping him spring tobacco and put it up in the barn. So we hated vacation, me and my brothers, because mm-hmm. we had worked on a tobacco farm doing that. And when I looked at all of that in this bottle of cotton, and I realized how white privileged I am. That is really something, Robert. I mean, that is, uh, how do you even stand that much privilege in your life? I mean, <laughs> really? And when I see all of this, Pat, and I've listened God, to y'all for years. Man. Y'all have gotten me by. I, I had to pay extra to get y'all on TV so I could watch it. It Thank cost you. me like an extra $20. I got it two years ago, wow. and it has been worth it. But I watched it CNN and at Fox. And y'all have helped me a lot. Most importantly, God Almighty. I'm, I'm the retired disabled pastor. I've got asbestosis, mm. removed part of one lung, and my other one's trapped. So I'm in bad shape. Oh, so man. all I can do is watch on TV and try to keep my air a little bit. And I can't preach anymore anything else. I don't have the air. I'd stand still and talk to you. If I tried to walk, talk to you, I'd lose my air. So anyway, I realize I'm white privileged, but I get angry. All these snowflakes that have it made, everything handed to them. And I had it so hard, like a lot of other people growing up. And they look at me, you've got white privilege. And I went, oh, my goodness. And I got to go mm-hmm. to college because of the GIB. It's the only reason I got to go by serving in Vietnam. And I'm grateful for that. Wow. But I've had nothing handed to me. Well, now, quite obviously. Quite obviously. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Robert. That is... Uh... That's a powerful call. Quite a lot. And that shows that, you know, just because you're white doesn't mean you have privilege. Listen to that life he's he's outlined for us. That's that's really amazing. And the world comes to an end on Saturday, so it really meant nothing. So. <laughs> but again, thanks for your service. No kidding. Uh, and thanks for calling. 888 uh, Let's try to get uh, Laura in Oklahoma real quick. Laura, hi. You're on, you're on with Pat Gray. Yep. Hey. Hey, hey, listen, I picked cotton. When I was a kid, my, my brothers and sisters did. We did it for money so we could help our parents. Yeah, just like Robert, uh, the color before us. Uh, and I understand yeah, picking yeah, cotton I, is, I can, that's hard work, right? I can work, identify right? with him, okay? That's, that's I can really, identify with him. That's really hard work. I wasn't for white privilege. I am now, but what yeah. I mean, my husband 
got me a little house to live in. I'm a widow now, but I'm okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Laura. Appreciate it. Wow. Yep, too much white privilege. You're hearing it here. 800-900-3393. It's Pat Gray, Unleashed. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Chewing the fat with Jeffy. That's where you come in, Jeffy. That's, oh, I, I hadn't heard this, so I didn't know if that's where chew the fat. Yeah, I was waiting for a little chew, chew the fat. The theme, end, or does it just go on song. to the end? No, it just keeps going. It's your cue. <laughs> like you jump in <laughs> yeah, yeah. instinctively whenever you hear that. <laughs> oh, isn't that cute? <laughs> it's nice, right? You it like is. That music? Oh, yeah. Yes. Perfect for uh. chewing the fat. <laughs> <laughs> Just let it run, man. <laughs> All right. So big news today. Big A couple, news. couple of big stories. Uh-huh. Uh, aside from, you know, of course, our president speaking at the United Nations, saying uh-huh. uh, saying all the right things that we like to hear. <laughs> Which actually he was good there. He I mean, was. He was I, I mostly want... pretty good. Yes, he was. I, you know, look. Let's give credit where credit yes. is due. Totally. We, we've we've did go. a pretty good job. Yes, he did. And it was good to hear. I mean, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Yes, it was nice to hear. It's just that, personally, mm-hmm. I I personally have, I question how well he reads things. Anyway, okay. I mean, even worse than me. And that's saying oh, something. That's, come on, that's not possible. Is that possible? I mean, that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, he's just I, he, he. Yes, I know he says the right things, and gosh darn mm-hmm. it, good, yeah. good. And I'm just going to leave need it at to that. Hear it. I'm a little upset with you for pushing it further. We should have just left it at mm-hmm. he. He said the right things, and you just leave it there. Leave it. Just leave it lay. Toys R Us files for bankruptcy. Toys R Us. Now think of this. Wow. Yesterday we talked about. Wow. We talked about Rolling Stone, right, mm-hmm. and magazines mm-hmm. being dead. Yep. Toys R Us and Babies R Us files for bankruptcy. And they're going to stay alive. They said this filing helps them uh, uh, relieve itself of the debt left over from the $6.6 billion acquisition from the Kohlberg, Kravis, Roberts, Bain Capital Partners and Real Estate Investment Trust uh, from 2005. So they're still, I mean, right? I mean, there were plenty of companies. There are plenty of companies in that, right? Mm -hmm. So the toys are, and of course they're happy because, uh, hey, today marks the dawn of a of a new era at Toys R Us, where we expect the financial constraints that have held us back will be addressed in a lasting and effective way. That's wonderful. In, our, in other words, we don't have to pay our bills anymore, so we're really excited <laughs> we're about this. We're feeling good. We we're really, feeling good. And darn really it, I can like feel this. better about cashing this CEO check. Yep. We are confident that these are the right steps to ensure that the iconic Toys R Us and Babies R Us brands 
live on for many generations. And then, oh, by the way, hey, we well, don't forget, uh, we're also uh, we're going to seek uh, the parallel proceedings in in Canada too. So Canada, don't worry, we're gonna, we're not going to pay you either. <laughs> um, now it says it's going to continue. Like they have sixteen hundred stores still left, right? Wow. Sixteen hundred stores of Toys R Us and Babies R Us hmm. across America. I mean, they don't have the iconic one anymore in Manhattan. Which really? I mean, that's was, no, neither does. Uh, uh, what yeah, was the, the other, other one? one. Yes. You know, the the biggest yes. toys. FAO Schwartz. Yeah. FAO Schwartz went out of went That was out of before the Toys R Us, though, I think, Long right? Be- yeah, yeah, that was a while ago. And the Toys R Us was still and, there, not far from, right across from the Today Show there. And they had to we pull were. out because the rent is so expensive in, in midtown Manhattan. Astronomical. And they couldn't had, do it they anymore. had, what, they had four or five floors, right, with the yeah. Ferris wheel and, and everything. And FAO Schwartz it. was the largest toy store in the world. And it's gone now. Yeah. And then Toys R Us left. And so you can't, I don't know if you can buy a toy in Manhattan. <laughs> you can. You just have to buy it from Julio on the street corner. Right. Of Broadway and 41st. Mm-hmm. He's there every day between mm-hmm. noon and two. Now, it might, be not, might, might not be the kind of toy you'll find at Toys R Us, but it'll be, it'll be a toy. <laughs> I mean, I, you didn't specify at the no, time. No, that's right. <laughs> That's right. It's no, think of that, where? though. I mean, those these are some it's, iconic it's things weird, that are yeah. just over, right? It's weird. It's sad. And, and it's when, sad. When you think about that. It is. When you think but about life that, is changing. Civilization is changing. Dramatically. And that leaves us, you know, I, I can talk about the uh, Tesla is going to unveil the semi-truck in October, the driverless semi-truck. But that's been pushed back. He was supposed to do it in semi? April. He was supposed wow. to do it in April. They already have uh, mm-hmm. trucks out there that are that they're testing on the roads. We've seen videos of those. And they're saying that the trucks are, uh, you know, farther off than we think. Oh, really? But, uh, and people are thinking that, uh, well, you know, how are they going to do it? People won't change. Well, if that but, goes you know, wrong, that's going to be really bad. Well, what's going to happen is there's going to be, you know, when you think about things changing, and we talk about it, we talk about it a lot of times with climate change, that, uh, you know, the, the thought is, is that with climate change, nothing around it is going to change. Everything remains the same. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's going to be horrific. No, we adapt. Yeah, right. We overcome. Yeah. So that's what's happening in uh, in London, where this uh, logistics startup company is using a pilot program that uses a series of mini warehouses around London. That's going to uh, take the last bit of marketplace. So if I order something from your warehouse from Amazon, and they send it to London, they'll send it to my warehouse, and I'll deliver it for Amazon. Within the last hour, you know, so the last mm-hmm. that last step gets it there in the in an hour, mm-hmm. so they can keep track of high stuff. So we adapt, we yeah. overcome, yeah, right. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what we're supposed to do. And when you talk about Google and you talk about uh, who else, who else has been Google, Apple, Facebook, right? and Amazon, mm-hmm. yeah, Facebook, Amazon is the is the killer, right? I mean, Bezos is the guy; he's going to rule the world. I think. I think he already does. I think he does. And now he's uh, he's triggered a big war because he said he's got a, a $5 billion bidding war because he wants to have a new second headquarters in the U.S. and out of Seattle. So they said, hey, we'll invest $5 billion in the construction of the new headquarters. We hope to house, you know, 50,000 Amazon staff $5 members. $5 billion dollars mm-hmm. to build a headquarters? There's going to be some requirements. Mm. There's going to be some requirements. Wow. Bad. You know, the new, um, look. No property tax. the city has to have... <laughs> We don't have to pay anything ever. Right. Uh, at least a million people, international airport, business friendly, uh-huh. uh, 
incentives offered by the state, province, and local communities. Right, to, they, they want tax breaks. To offset initial capital outlay. And these are the same... I'm going... I'm these are the caught. same goofballs <laughs> that are always saying... Well, you, the rich can afford to pay more taxes. Every we should have higher taxes. And then every time they move to another city, well, we just need some incentives to come and put our building there. Really? Well, I thought you loved taxes. I thought you loved paying them. Well, I know. But you but, wanted to pay more. But look, we need a little something to offset initial capital outlay. And ongoing operational costs will be significant factors in the decision-making process. Sure. And so there's there's plenty of cities, right? There's all kinds of cities vying for their business. They want it Well, bad. of course, yeah. And like Chicago is number one. You think they pick Chicago? No way. Right? No way. Uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul? No way. Right? They're already, they've they got to be down here. I mean, Dallas-Fort Worth mm-hmm. in this neck of the woods is really on the hunting ground. Are we one of the cities? I think we're in the top five. Of uh, of choosing, yeah, and the uh, there's a city. Do we have the the mm-hmm. promotional video? Frisco, who has now got the Dallas Cowboys, right? And they're already. I think they just got Toyota mm-hmm. out there, and uh, in Frisco, which is part of the greater Dallas Fort Worth metroplex, um, they actually the mayor uh, Cheney is his name. I think Jeff Cheney is the mayor of Frisco. Yeah, Jeff Cheney. He made a has spent this money already. There are. They're already spending money just to get them here. And Uh they haven't even decided yet. Now, he starts off, he's got like a two-minute video. And the first 15 seconds uh, start with this. Mm -hmm. see what we got here. Theblaze.com slash TV. Amazon. You're growing your business, and we want to grow with you. Look at that. He's got That's all the city why we employees. think Frisco, Texas is the perfect fit for HQ2. Mm. HQ2, baby. Huh. And then he brings on, of course, uh, who's the biggest face for Frisco these days? Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys and other business leaders, of course, Toyota. But they kick it off. And about a minute in, they throw it to Jerry. Okay. And there he is. Mm-hmm. There he is. He's just... Yes, we have caught the energy of Frisco. We, we've got it. It's the flu. The Frisco flu. Frisco flu, baby. <laughs> but we've got it. We're one of the fastest growing cities in the now, country. And our can-do attitude has earned us bragging rights. Like best place to raise a family. Best place to raise an athlete. Best place to relocate your business. Best real estate market. And one of the best communities for young people. Frisco, Texas is proud to support our partners in Dallas-Fort Worth. We're open for business. See yourself in Frisco. Experience progress in motion. Frisco is primed to have you. Right? And then watch how he ends it. Hey, Alexa, where should Amazon locate HQ2? Hmm, in Frisco, Texas. <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. That's good. Nice That's touch. pretty good. Now, That's I got to tell you. I like Frisco. Frisco's nice. Yeah. That's a nice, it's a I nice mean, little suburb of Dallas. If you're not familiar with it, it's, I don't know, 30 minutes sort of northeast of Dallas, downtown yeah. probably. Uh, nice affluent area. Uh, it's where a really nice soccer stadium is located. Yeah, well, I mean, they just gave Jerry a whole new practice mm. They got a new practice facility for the Dallas Cowboys and and, uh, spring training facilities. Right. So, I mean, it's they are spending money or I'm sorry, uh, giving incentives. Yeah. Uh, Giving incentives for those uh, fine companies to come here. I'm glad it's in Frisco, though, rather than my 
town because I, I don't want the extra traffic. Thank you. 50,000? <laughs> yeah. 50,000 employees 50, going to headquarters? Yeah. yeah. We're good on my no, side of town, thank too. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got plenty of traffic on yeah, my side of town. Yeah, we do have plenty of traffic already. over there. Yeah. Frisco, I'm all about you having that. <laughs> Take it. Live it. It's all yours. Love it. Because Jerry didn't... Uh, look, make sure I'm right on this. Jerry <laughs> Jones, the Dallas Cowboys were just poised at worth uh, over what now? Uh, billions? They're almost $5 billion. Yeah. Yeah. Almost $5 And he billion. bought it for like $145 yeah. million. I looked this up recently, yes. too. It was like I mean, f- it was just... Uh, Jerry is worth over. He's got the Dallas... Co- the Dallas... It's the, Cowboys. Most, it's the most valuable franchise in the world. See, now that, and that beats Man kind. U, too. Man U usually oh, yeah. wins that. No. Manchester United usually wins that. The Cowboys win it now. And that's, uh, I mean, Jerry's got to be really pissed at Atlanta now, right, with the new stadium, with the new Mercedes-Benz stadium. <laughs> Did you see that stadium the other night? Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, it's gorgeous. It is beautiful. I've been in it. It's gorgeous. And, and it's, got the, it's got the dome screen up top and stuff. Halo. I mean, Jerry is, yeah, the halo. sponsor is Mercedes-Benz. Right. Doesn't get any better than that. Right. And the owner, uh, Mr. Blank, mm-hmm. has Arthur been uh, gi- given deals to the food so that people show up. He, uh-huh. he was uh-huh. selling. He was saying, just come. Well, everything will be cheap. We want to make it affordable. We want people to come and, yeah. and, ex- and experience I got it. A, uh, I, was, I was actually at the very first game there, preseason game. I sat one row from the top of the stadium. Oh, so you got, you got good seats. It was great. <laughs> the view was great. Of course, you find yourself watching most of the game up on the Halo screen. That's, I'm sure that's but all I, you can see in I, I got a 8200. Uh, I got a uh, souvenir cup for four bucks, and you can... Uh, infinite refills, you know. I mean, it's a great deal. Nice, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, huh. good stuff. Now, the vodka there, not so cheap, but uh, the Coca Cola Classic sure is. Hey, about twenty seven fifty for a hot dog. Uh, no, I got actually a uh, no, they, uh, very, very good steak sandwich with uh, that potato was chips. AT and T Stadium was, for the Dallas Cowboys for that twenty seven fifty hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> My meal was ten dollars, but it was a yeah. very good steak oh, that's sa- not bad sandwich. No, that's a, he's got a steak e- sandwich. He's got everything knocked down so people come and uh, yeah, you know nice. spend seventy five to park and then have a two dollar hot dog. Um, I mean, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> that's right? right. You know what? As we were walking up to the stadium, I saw parking for sixty bucks. I paid less for the ticket. Yeah, oh, you yeah. know. But we oh, ended that's up where they get you. taking I mean, the uh, master. I was. I was. It, look, when you go to those events, right? I mean, we've, mm-hmm. we've been to several events like that, and say you go there. Are you gonna? You're gonna want to spend thirty dollars and walk forever, or spend the sixty or seventy and get the heck out of there when it's over and be parking right next to the stadium? I mean, I'm gonna go with door number two. Yeah, door number two. <laughs> yeah, please. door number two yeah. all the way. Triple eight, no question. Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. It's Pat Gray unleashed. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed, 888-933-93. I've been talking about several things today. The Trump speech at the UN, the Dreamers who uh, did this to Nancy Pelosi. Yes, I am. You do not. 
Wonderful Dreamers. That feels good. That feels good to hear her do that. The Dreamers and me. Beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. And then, uh, of course, the Hobby Lobby situation where somebody was offended by a uh, fake cotton plant just uh, because cotton was once picked by slaves. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. So I guess you could never sail in a boat because nope. boats were once used to transport slaves across the Atlantic. Don't you ever show me a boat. I, I don't want to see one. Don't you ever show me a chain. Chains were once used to restrain slaves. I mean, how, where does that stupidity end? Yeah. Susan in Wisconsin, you're on the blaze. Uh, Susan at the top there. Hi. Hi. Really liked your show. Thank you. Um, I have this problem with Tesla doing with the semis. I used to drive semi. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're driving 80,000 pounds down the road. Yes. And they expect to do this with driverless. They're crazy. You you have split decisions that you have to make. Mm-hmm. And my husband also is a truck driver, has been, all, you know, pretty much all his life. And you take the chance of, okay, should I hit the car with a family in them or should I take her over the cliff? And that's exactly what a lot mm-hmm. of drivers have had to do. Um, I lost a friend of ours that went over the cliff instead of killing a carload of people. Um oh. You think a driverless semi is going to be able to do that? I don't no. think so. No. It's, it's dangerous, and they're taking technology way too far. It's asinine. I, I, I agree. It's kind of scary. Uh, thanks, Susan. I don't know if there will be a time when we're so used to it, it won't even, I mean, it won't even phase us. And I, I imagine that time will come. That time is not now, though, especially with semis. That, yeah, that time is... Not now. David in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Well, Hey, go ahead, David. Hey, man. Uh, my complaint is about the uh, Emirates. Uh-huh. I live here in Arkansas, and they come through Texas, and they get here. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, there's contractors. I was a painter, a sheetrock man, all of this. And then here comes them, and they take our jobs because they're so cheap. And then when they pull up, there's about 15, comes out of a van, mm-hmm. hit the house, and they get cardboard and sleep on the floors, get up the next morning, they work, <laughs> and you're there, and you go, hey, sir, how's it going? We don't speak English. And you're thinking, my gosh, man. Well, they're, they're taking jobs, job? that, but they're doing jobs, David, that no American will do. No American will do these them. jobs. I did, but they paid me 15 to $20 an hour. They're uh-huh. paying them about $5 right. an hour. Yeah. yeah and that's right. thus the problem. Right there. Thus the problem. Yeah, the contractor. The yeah. contractor is going the cheapest set he go. Yep. Don't give a darn no about question. us. No question. Yeah, absolutely. So, Thanks for the call, David. There, I mean, that is, that you just outlined part of the problem. And it's a big part of the problem. Yeah, they're doing jobs that Americans just won't, won't do for, for the that price. amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to do hard labor for $4 an hour. Yeah, Sorry. I don't want to. Who does? Well, I guess they do because they don't yeah, have any well, choice. And they don't speak English, so they've got very few choices. And boy, are you so right, Pat so, Gray, on the amount. Yeah. When they say $11 million, Oh, it's 20 Think again. Or 25 There's no way it's only $11 million. No way. Absolutely no. They've been saying That's $11 impossible. million since 2001. It's impossible. And it's... It's a flat-out lie. 
11 million, and they know it's a lie. Because when you look around the country, it's not just the border states. Oh my gosh. That are no. influxed no. with these with the with these dreamers. No, you know what the I mean Utah, pretty far north. You know what the uh is the population in the Hispanic population in Utah now, which used to be like less than one percent, it's about fourteen percent now. Think in New that. York, I mean same thing. Yes. I mean all of these northern states have a massive influx. Um and it's it's because we've allowed this problem to be Yes it is. Uh completely out Look of hand. The other way. Just and we're putting up. Don't with, worry about it. We're putting up with uh, sanctuary cities. Yeah, all over this country. Why are mm-hmm. you kidding me? Yeah, no, sanctuary I'm not cities. You. Yeah, in mm-hmm. America, stop it. Yeah, I'd like to. I know. I'd like to. We need to cut. I mean, I do agree with uh, our people in power. Now they should not get any more funds. Sanctuary city. Oh, okay, no problem. Oh, absolutely. Cut. They should lose federal funds. And all all the sanctuary cities have been threatened with that are now suing yeah, the government. Oh, you can't take that away they, from us. They want to continue the, the practice. Law. It's unbelievable. Uh, is it Stacia in North Carolina? You're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy that you're taking my call. Uh, uh, sanctuary cities, from what I understand, I don't know where, before biblical times, I'm not, I don't know where they came from, but in Deuteronomy and Leviticus, mm-hmm. sanctuary cities were assigned for uh, if a person had committed a crime or had accidentally caused harm, uh, instead of uh, to, to be caught uh, by a mob and lynched, they were... To, areas were assigned mm-hmm. sanctuary cities that a person could go to for protection until they had a trial to hear the issue and see were they actually guilty of a crime uh-huh. and follow through with proper legal to punishment. Es- yeah, so they would escape mob justice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not that they would be given uh, and, and for any crime, this was like this Bible says, uh, if uh, the uh, hewer's axe uh, head came off of his handle mm-hmm. and blew and hit someone in the head and killed him. Yeah. That, that happened to was, me three times last week alone. Three times last week alone. And so then that could, that person, if he didn't mean to do it, yeah. had no harm, anything against the man that died. Right. He could take uh, he could refuge. He could go get sanctuary. Until, yeah. Yes, until he was granted that yeah. uh, everybody, no, you leave him alone. He didn't mean to do it. It right. was an accident. So uh, that's that. It, and and right. we have mm-hmm. corrupted the term sanctuary city uh-huh. so badly. Yeah. Now that and it, I think, and appreciate the if call. If we went back to the original uh-huh. scripture and see what it was really meant for. Thanks a lot, Stacia. Appreciate it. I, and you know, as for I, cotton picking, uh huh, I picked cotton. You did uh, too. Wow. Yes, I did. When wow. I was like uh, eight, nine, ten years old, I was mm-hmm. picking cotton. Nice. Uh, right alongside my black uh, side, my black uh, friends, mm-hmm. and um, it was a wonderful time. And I, I wish, mm-hmm. oh boy, mm-hmm. you know, if you go by a field now behind where the autom- uh, automatic cotton pickers have gone through the machinery, yeah, uh, you say, what? 
I could pick another bell out of that field. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tisha. Uh, I, you know, I don't. I don't know. I've never. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience in the cotton no? picking uh, no? business. No, not a yeah, lot. Yeah, I gave it up. But I'm glad there's machines. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Where they're forecasting that this Hurricane Maria could be the worst storm to ever hit Puerto Rico. Ah, I just, I, I just hope it. I hope it weakens before it gets there, and then it's supposed to kind of shoot off to the northeast and and not hit uh, the United States coastline. So that that, I mean, that's good news. It's a Category Five right now, I believe. Ugh. Yeah, it is. It's a five winds of 165 miles an hour. Um, and if it does hit Puerto Rico head on, it's going to do some damage. And it's an island already in trouble. Reeling because they're they're bankrupt, essentially. It's just, a, man, this has been a tough hurricane season. 888 900 You know what it is? It's global warming. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad it you're ha- finally coming around. Global warming went to sleep for about 12 years. Now it's back and it's pissed. This time, it's pissed off. Totally. Um, the National Science Foundation is spending a combined $587,441 of taxpayer money on a joint study called A Virtual Community of Practice to Promote LGBTQIA Inclusion in Engineering. Um. The research will include an online safe zone course that will provide inclusion training to engineering students and professionals across the nation. I guess we don't have enough LGBTQIAEIEIO people in engineering, and, and so we need to, need to get more. Uh, recent research on the experience of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender queer, intersex, and asexual individuals in engineering has shown that the climate can be unfriendly or chilly for both students and professionals. Uh, This project aims to increase the inclusion of LGBTQIA students and professionals in engineering, the grant award reads. You're already saying that really smoothly. You're starting to catch on. It's rolling right off the tongue now for me. It only took 24 hours, and look, now you've conformed. (laughs) The National Science Foundation will partner with researchers from the following places uh, in this joint study, the American Society for Engineering Education, that's great. Okay, also the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign and Rowan University. The study will last for approximately two years. What are the details? Um, well, uh, they they intend to teach others to prioritize inclusion. So if you're not in the LGBTQIA community, then you you can't become an engineer right now. I mean, you could, but we're just going to make it tougher, okay? Because we're looking for lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans people, queers, uh, intersex, or uh, asexual. There you go. Right now. You got it. Okay. It's it's easy. It will provide support for new approaches to foster inclusion and research on how to enable faculty and staff to become change agents (laughs) and really... Really? Isn't that what you want to be? You want to be a change agent. Mm-hmm. When I was four, I remember thinking, if only I could 
grow up to be a change agent. Mm-hmm. You'd stand in front of the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, first I thought CIA agent, and then I thought, no, you know what's better than that? A change agent. True that. This project uses qualitative research to generate new knowledge about the processes of developing a community of practice to promote LGBTQIA inclusion in engineering, how the members of the community develop into change agents, and what strategies are effective in reshaping norms and increasing LGBTQIA inclusion in engineering departments. This is so wonderful. This is great. I love it. I love it. But it's not enough. Frankly, it's just not enough. Okay? Tolerance, acceptance, embracing and promoting this lifestyle, it doesn't go nearly far enough. We need to actually all become either L, G, B, T, Q, I, or A. Crap, I got to pick one of those? Yes. All right, what am I Because Because then, and only then, will we transcend our bigotry, Keith. Okay. Only then can we truly become the ultimate diverse society that we need to be. A society so diverse that we are all now exactly the same okay and only then will we be so ultra mega doppler inclusive that we have finally excluded once and for all the hateful racist homophobic breeders in our society only then will we become so diverse in our sameness that we become entirely extinct and that should be the goal here because if we're all LGBTQI or A, mm-hmm. there will be no reproduction of the species. Hey. And finally, the earth can dwell in harmony as one without the virus of humanity on top of it, killing it every day. So this should be our goal. And we shouldn't stop until we've achieved it. You know? So I don't think this grant is nearly enough. What are you going to pick? If you had to pick L G B T Q I or A, so here we go. Uh, okay, well we got lesbian. Okay, I'm not going with that one. Gay. Not going with that one. Bi. No. Trans. Wait, what's that one again? Transsexual. Queer. Yeah. Oh, wait. Intersex wait. or asexual. I'm lost. What's it? Wait, what is the difference again? Did we already go over this yesterday? What's the difference between the G and the Q? Yeah, we don't know. Nobody knows. No one knows. I am lost, man. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a mystery. I, it's a mystery. Nobody knows. I'll get back to you. Yeah. All we came up with yesterday was one of them used to be a disparaging comment and apparently isn't anymore. So It's weird. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Uh, 888-933-93. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Let's go to Stephen in Missouri. You're on the blaze. Yeah, I was just kind of wondering what you thought about the seatbelt laws and laws across the country. Shouldn't they all be the same? And the seatbelt law, if you're over 21 and you don't wear it, who's going to kill? Why should they make you wear one? <laughs> I've always, yeah. It's an interesting question out of the blue, but I agree with you. I've always hated seatbelt laws. I think they're silly. Uh, Put them on motorcycles if they got to have them on a car. That's right. right. I mean, look, in Texas, you don't have to wear a helmet, but I've got to wear a seatbelt inside my pickup truck. It absolutely makes no sense Dumb. at all. Dumb. Appreciate the call, Stephen. I've actually been ticketed for not wearing a seatbelt, too. It was in, uh, I think I was in New York, in Manhattan, going to work, got pulled over, and I, I, got, uh, I was wearing the seatbelt, but I was wearing it underneath my arm, 
and he didn't like the way I was wearing it. So right. not only do you have to wear it, you have to wear it the way they want you to wear it. Totally. It's just unbelievable. Because if I, if I, yeah, thanks for the call, Stephen. If I want to uh, not wear my seatbelt, isn't that my deal? Why does that affect anybody else? It doesn't. It's protecting you from you. And that, whenever a law is in place terrible. like that, it's stupid. That's terrible. You know what I've been told, though, is, well, you could become a projectile missile and be thrown through the other guy's windshield right into their car mm. and smash into them with your body. Uh... Has that ever happened once? Right, but it's okay to kill a baby inside a mommy's womb. <laughs> Got it. Okay, great. I mean, the logic is perfect, right? No, it's it, it, trying to make these arguments. Well, it could. If, if someone that you're talking to is arguing from that point of view, well, it could. Well, then you won. That's, You've already won the conversation. Because yeah, the conversation had gotten so stupid, it's not even <laughs> worth having anymore. Yeah. Herbie in Mississippi. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Look, I got a solution to the legal immigrant problem. All right. Uh, they should give them 30 days to get back across the line. If they don't go back across the line in 30 days, what we'll do is put them on a chain gang and build in that wall. And at night, we'll take those chains off, and they'll run across that line. They'll tell the rest of them, you don't want to go over there because you're going to end up building a wall, and you're not going to get paid. <laughs> also, I have something for the dreamers, too. I think they ought to go back to their country and become a dream. Make the dream come through over there in their country. Like Martin Luther King has worked on. We worked on our dream here in America. Yeah. They, they got a country to work with. Yeah. Uh, all right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Irving. The lovers, the dreamers, <laughs> and me. Bill in Texas. Hi, you're on the blaze. Yeah, I just want to, yeah, I just want to remind everybody that Mexico's got 155,000 millionaires. This guy's a dozen billionaires is, you know, watch some of these drone videos on YouTube and you see how beautiful Mexico mm. city is and all that, all them beautiful resorts. Americans love to go to yep. Mexico owns this oil industry. Mexico's not poor. Yes, right. Never do the Democrats or the Republicans <laughs> ever talk about one, the wealth of Mexico Two, how the rich in Mexico are shoving all their poor up our way. Do, do we, do we shove all our poor up into Canada? No. no you know, we do not. And the other thing is, is, is the Republicans, you know, uh, Trump gave us so much hope. You know, he said America first. But, you know, it, it's, we're not seeing that. And uh, he had an opportunity at the U.N. today. He should have called for U.N. sanctions against Mexico. Uh, he should have, uh, I mean, to me, Mexico is a hell of a lot bigger threat than North Korea is because Mexico's cost us $3 trillion since the Reagan amnesty and uh, an amnesty for this $11 million that they were hot at Nancy Pelosi about yesterday is going to cost six trillion dollars well hell we're already 20 trillion dollars in debt so people just need to wake up i i couldn't agree god more bless, Bill. god bless y'all for what y'all do couldn't with the blaze by the way thank you appreciate it and thanks for calling i mean that's what else what, what can you add to that uh ron in iowa hi you're on the blaze hey how you doing pat doing good hey i'm glad i'm glad you got your own show because now you can talk Stu kept <laughs> taking up all your time it's perfect and one more thing about the college professors. Yeah. They should learn from the Middle East how tolerant they are with gays. Uh, it's not the truth. So, She's, have a nice day. Appreciate it. And that's, I mean, there's another thing that's never discussed. It drives me out of my mind. We're, we're always the ones who are so oppressive. And anytime, anytime the Middle East comes up, there, it's never mentioned about the, the problems they have treating women the way they do. 
the laws that they have, the oppression of women uh, and homosexuals. And then, and then, but we're the bad guys here. We're the bad guys. When they're throwing homosexuals off the rooftops, when they tell women you can't go outside without your husband. But no, we're the ones because in some cases, with dissimilar situations, men make more money than women do. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, Dave in Arizona. Hi, you're on the place. Hi there. Hey. I was wondering, how do we go about uh, stopping all these self-driving vehicles? There's no stopping it. It's progress. And, and I, I don't think it... I mean, that, that horse is already out of the barn. Yeah, well, the only one that benefits are the insurance companies. And <laughs> as you probably know, Tempe out here is like the uh, test uh, drive area for Uber. Is it? Uh, with their self-driving cars. We have Google do test driving their self-driving cars. Lyft self-driving cars for them, too. I mean, we're just inundated with them. It's ridiculous. You can't go anywhere without seeing a whole train of them. And are they are they causing problems yet, or you're just worried that they will eventually? Well, they've had a couple of accidents and shut them down temporarily, a couple of hours maybe at a time, but uh, mm. at least two incidents that I'm aware of. Me personally, I'm not going to give up my freedom to drive, would you? No, I don't want to. Quite honestly. So it does no benefit to anybody other than insurance companies. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Uh, you'll have to, though. You'll have to give up your, your ability to drive because they won't be able to allow it eventually. And this is down the road, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 years. <clears throat> but once once all the new cars that have come out are self-driving, they won't be able to allow you to drive your own car because then... You're the fly in the ointment now. Mm. You're the exception rather than the rule because you can control what you're doing um, and you can make mistakes and you're going to affect the other cars around you. So they won't be able to allow that. Yeah, but there'll be that cool uh, changeover period where there are still cars that you can drive manually Mm -hmm. and uh, those will qualify for, like for example, my my Honda Ridgeline truck out there, it'll qualify no matter what (laughs) year it was built. For one of those classic license plate tags, just because you can still drive it, you see, because okay. now you have to mm-hmm. have it for many years. But it's going to be mm. a collector's item. These cars that you can drive yourself. Oh yeah, they will be. Uh, but what's going to be cool is like uh, in Minority Report with Tom Cruise. You're gonna have buildings that go up the sides of buildings over the top and down the other side. Did you ever see Minority Wait, Report? Cars, cars that do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Haven't you seen Minority Report? Yeah, you threw me off. You said buildings that go over buildings. No, Oh, cars that go over buildings? buildings. Did I say buildings that go over buildings? Yeah, I mean, you can check the podcast later at (laughs) theblaze.com slash radio if you'd like for confirmation. Uh, Anyhow, uh, I I vaguely remember that. I I distinctly remember, and it stayed in my mind until they became a reality, the newspaper that basically changed on the fly. That became a tablet. Yeah, that's so cool. And and we have that now. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's we have it now. Crazy self-driving cars. We have that now. Not to the extent that they're used in Minority Report or, or that uh, was it iRobot with uh, Will, Will Smith. Smith. Mm-hmm. Those were both self-driving car movies that were really right. cool. Really cool. Uh, Charlie in Maine. Hi, you're on the Blaze. Hi, Pat. Hey. Hey, I was wondering if you knew what kind of medication they put all our legislators on when they get elected and get into D.C that sucks all the common sense out of them and leaves them pretty much brainless. I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Cause... I, I am so sick of the decisions they make. Mm-hmm. And when it's all said and done, 
you you don't know what the hell they were thinking when they started out. It's for sure, or why you voted for them in the first place. Exactly. Because now they're completely different, and it's only been a few months. Yeah. 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 I, I feel your pain, Charlie. I do feel your pain. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's Pat Gray. Welcome. Uh, yesterday I mentioned this on on uh, the radio show on Glenn's show when uh, when I uh, promoted the show today. Um, just yesterday I saw another one of these ads. Well, it's not an ad. It's actually presented as if it were a story. And when you click on it, it says breaking news: HGTV has ousted Joanna Gaines. For, oh no! <laughs> for breaking her contractual agreement. Not even Chip knew what was going on. News broke of this legal whirlwind just a few days ago. Apparently, things have been going downhill for quite a while, but now it's safe to say the boat has sunken. They're bad English, not mine. <laughs> it all started late last November when Joanna Gaines, host of the popular HGTV show Fixer Upper, signed a deal with Shark Tank's Lori Greiner. Didn't happen. The deal states that Joanna's new cosmetics line didn't happen will be picked up and promoted by the shopping channel qvc no joanna is very proud of her line she's been quoted as saying no she hasn't this is more than just a beauty line this is what every woman has been dreaming of for most of her adult life first of all that's too stupid for joanna to say (laughs) secondly she didn't say it frankly because it's not true The decision doesn't seem to bother Joanna at all. She says the show is just a stepping stone to her real dream, which is running her own beauty line. I think we all feel that way, right? Isn't that your ultimate dream? Right. I know for me, uh, there's there's nothing I wanted more than my own beauty line. Right. You're going to parlay this show into a beauty line. Into a beauty line. Eventually. Of course. course. I mean, once I've, you know, come up with a beauty line, then I'm going to parlay that into a... Into a multi-million dollar industry for myself. Don't act like you're not working on that late at night. Oh, of course I am. Mm-hmm. You know I am. I mean, I could deny that till I'm blue in the face, but you wouldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. When the executives at HGTV discovered she has no intention of canning her cosmetics <laughs> business, Stop. they fired back with a lawsuit. The lawsuit claims mm. she's contractually obligated to request permission of the network before <laughs> she can start any new business. Not true. None of this is true. This is like a lie that just gets deeper and deeper for these writers, right? Man. And they, they just make it up out of make whole it cloth mm-hmm. and just say whatever they want, and then attribute quotes to somebody who didn't say these things. It's so wrong. I don't know how in the United States of America this can happen, and it's been going on for years, and they haven't been shut down yet. Why? In response, Gaines has filed a countersuit. She says the only reason HGTV is giving her a hard time is because her miracle face cream really works and they want to own a portion of her company. We were able to do a little snooping and found out what this mystery line is. It's another is private all eyes, about. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is going well, they're on investigative here? journalists. I see. 
The company is called Lumadare Face Cream, Ooh. and it's a cutting-edge wrinkle reducer and anti-aging serum. I wouldn't buy this if you gave me thousands of dollars to try it. How about free samples? Nope. Nope. Her product line is becoming so popular, even top beauty experts such as Bethany Moda and Michelle Fan are singing Lumadare Face Hold Cream's on. praises. That's not even true. Are those... Are they famous? They're, they're actual oh, people. My bad. They're actual people. I looked it up yesterday. Okay. Uh, something was just telling me this is the next chapter of my life, Joanna said in a recent interview, which she didn't. Um, <laughs> there are lots of skin products out there that didn't work for me. So I got some of the world's leading skin experts together yeah, <laughs> to create Lumadare face cream. And this one actually works. <laughs> I truly feel the show is holding me back from realizing my true potential, but my new path just feels right. Stop. Now, here's the headline of the next uh, section. But what about Chip? Oh, yeah. we Her didn't... husband, Chip. Uh-oh. He didn't even know about this. Of course not. you imagine how upset you'd be if, you, right. if your wife was starting a secret face cream business? Yeah, but look, in her defense, if you're staying up late at night and you're coming up with a secret formula, the last thing you want to do is tell anybody about it. It's probably true. Okay. Chip is... But here's the thing about Chip. Hmm. Chip is such a great husband. He's decided to decline HGTV's offer to do the show by himself. Instead, he's opted to work alongside his wife and become the director of operations at her new facial cream company. Hey, it worked out in the end. That is, what a great guy Chip is. None you. of this ever happened, but man, oh. what a move that would have been Wait. had any of this been true. Wait, you slipped that in there. None of this ever happened? None of this ever happened. None it of it's me. true. Please don't believe these stories. Mm. Stupid, asinine facial cream stories. I don't know how they get away with it. I don't know why it's allowed to happen. I know the Gaines family is really frustrated with this, as are multiple other uh, celebrities. They're doing the same thing, too. Michael Jordan and LeBron James have some kind of <laughs> thing going because of this. Right. It's like, I don't know if that's a... I think that's a... Oh, let's find out. It's a like a sexual enhancement thing. I'm sorry. Then they're saying Rush Limbaugh is doing some sort of, you know, helper, sexual helper pill. Okay. And he's not, and he's not endorsing it, and he's not doing that. And I, I mean, I don't know if he is. I don't know Rush, but but all of these things are just completely made up, and they're just they're total fabrications. They're total lies. And I I don't I don't know how you can get away with this in this day and age. I really don't. Of course, I can't get that pop-up ad to show up when I want it to. Oh, of course not. <laughs> Michael Jordan and LeBron. <laughs> Have you seen that one, though? Too? Yeah, I saw it. I didn't click on it. Now yeah. I can't find it. Uh, I thought, really? Michael Jordan and LeBron James are at odds? Too bad, no, you know? no, they're not. Oh. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, Nick in Texas. Hi, you're on The Blaze. How's it going, Pat? Doing good. I uh, just wanted to call... You know, tell you about my dad's story of being a cotton farmer. Okay. He was uh, born and raised, born for picking cotton, raised to pick cotton with his seven brothers and sisters. Uh, used to always tell me about how he would walk six miles uphill to school and <laughs> six miles back uphill to home. <laughs> you know, he'd, he'd wake up uh-huh. 4 a.m., milk the cows, go pick cotton. Wow. You know, his white privilege was picking white cotton. You know, just so he could afford tinny pumps, as he likes to call them. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't the, allowed to for the cows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> he would. He he wasn't allowed to play sports. You know, because he couldn't afford the tinny pumps. Right. And 
you know, the only escape for him was literally volunteering in the army to go to Vietnam. Wow. You know, like, well, the only way I'd get rid of uh, my life of picking cotton and milking cows and feeding the chickens was I went to Vietnam, as he likes to call it. And that, that was pretty much his life and his brothers and sisters lives. And now my dad has risen up from that and being in the army to now he makes, you know, six plus figures a year has his own company. And it's just, it's astonishing to see great. people complaining about their plot in life when and he, they're not really, uh, and he was given that six figure company because he's white. Is that, is that what happened? Oh yeah, of yeah. course. That, that yeah. was his white privilege, you know. He he put on all his resumes. I pick cotton for a living, and they said, "Well, you're white, and you picked the white things." And so, that's, so here, here, yeah, here's here a great go. living for the rest of your life. <laughs> exactly. I know. It's, here's it's your company. <laughs> so frustrating. Thanks for the call, Nick. I mean, you work your fingers to the bone. You you do your best. You you gain a skill or a talent. You have a service to offer people. You, you work hard to make it happen. You're, you work your brains out, and then you're told it's white privilege. Drives me out of my mind. Uh, Darren in California. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, how's, how's it going, Pat? Good. God bless you guys. Hey, uh, Thanks. Uh, a blaring uh, neon sign of truth that I wanted to shed on the immigration issue. Mm-hmm. 2013, Pope Benedict XVI, before he stepped down, said, every nation has the right to defend its borders. And me being a you know, objected my man. I said, well, let me find out what he's talking about. The Catechism of the Catholic Church states, parallels our Constitution, it states that every nation has the right to defend its borders, states that any nation that's receiving uh, migrants uh, has a right to enforce all of their laws, and it states that uh, wherever these migrants are migrating to, that they're obliged to uh, assimilate to the receiving Wow. Nation. Hang on, hang on just a second. I want to hear the rest of this because... We're about out of time here, so we'll pick it up on the other side. Uh, 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Uh, We've been talking about the Dreamers and talking about this pretend cotton plant in Hobby Lobby. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa. Mm -hmm. That's a trigger word. So we're going to need a heads up before you drop that anymore. Cotton is a trigger word? Whoa. Easy. Yeah. Hmm. Isn't there as like a. There's a commercial that talks about cotton. It's the fabric of America or something. What is that? Of course. You see that? We're a bunch of haters. Of course uh-huh. it is. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so I guess we should. I, I guess we should just go to all rayon or polyester in our society. Hmm. What's rayon exactly? I don't know. Oh, because I kind of want to check it's it out. Half now. ray and half on. on? Okay. <laughs> Uh, Darren in California. Let's go back to Darren. Darren, you were saying that the Catholic Church in their charter is talks about... Yeah, the catechism, the bylaws of the church. 
That's mm. so those are long, those are what being taught <coughs> to our children. That's that's how you you educate the young and the and the old alike is to the different. Yeah, the different bylaws, as you as you said, mm-hmm. that's the teaching of the church uh, on immigration, and what compelled me to look into the matter. Seems like to have was, changed was, a lot, doesn't it? Well, yeah, and, and it does. It's, it's it's absolutely profound because the bishops are promoting open borders and unfettered migration. Yes, without hesitation, as you as you've seen in our nation, right? Yeah. And so really is the Pope, is he not? I mean, the Pope is kind of chiding us for not allowing more immigrants in as well. Well, Pat, it's important that you mention that because the thing is, is, is the, 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 the Church under Benedict and Pope John Paul II, and, as opposed to under Francis I, are as different as yeah, the United States under Trump or under Obama. I know, that and is it's true. the same leftist, progressive, socialist... Mm-hmm. Uh, movement coming out of the Vatican from Rome flowing to the diocese throughout the world as what we're witnessing in our own nation. Yeah, I really so hate to see that, down. too. But he, he grew up in a socialist country, and I, it seems like rather than seeing the despair that causes, he grew up believing in it, uh, because that's kind of what he is, seems to be about now. And it's, 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 it's profound, and it's ironic, because... Uh, those of us who believe in the gospel of Christ, mm-hmm. and that stands above all else, and the church either reflects that gospel or it's in, in error, mm-hmm. uh, we have been the first that have been said that we, you know, we are the, the, the problem, uh, not Muslim <clears throat> extremist terrorists, not uh, any of these other uh, uh, cancers, if you will, mm-hmm. but that those of us who will not... Uh, uh, embrace all of this, uh, like say, leftist, socialist, progressive agenda within the church, mm-hmm. and by bishops and cardinals that uh, that have that same philosophy. That is to say, if anything, if it feels good, do it without any limitations. What is sin? Your sin, my sin, your truth, my truth. This is all progress. It's it's all prevalent right now, playing out in the Catholic Church, and. So it requires a lot of prayer. That's where I'm at. That's where I know a lot of other people are. Not only for our nation, but for the very structures that uh, have once served a great purpose, right? So, like say, the Catechism of the Church teaches that migration is to be done with law and order, with assimilation, and uh, without... and the, every nation has the and right legally. to protect and defend its borders. I mean, that's, now, that's really that's interesting. And I didn't, I didn't. Have a wall at the Vatican that's however many feet high, right? Yeah. And they're not going to tear down that wall and say, "Everybody, come on in." So no, they're not. Anyway, I, I, no, I thought not. it was important to add some truth to that that conversation. Yeah, it is. Appreciate it, Darren. Thank you. I I didn't know that about the the Catholic Church's uh, catechism and their bylaws. I I didn't know that because it hasn't been that way for. Well, at least as long as Pope Francis has been around, right? He's, and I think Pope John Paul, like you said, was had a, a different point of view on immigration. There, there's absolutely no reason a country shouldn't take care of its borders. It, it's absolutely uh, a righteous goal for a nation to make sure that the people that are coming into their country mean the country well and its people well. I mean, that's just personal responsibility. That's just sovereign responsibility. It's it's ludicrous to think that you should just open up your door and let everybody come in. You wouldn't do that at your home. You don't do that at the Vatican. 
There's a huge wall around the Vatican. And from inside that wall, he's he's yelling about our wall? I don't even know how you don't see the incongruency there. And I don't, I don't even begin to understand that. Uh, Joyce in New Jersey, you're on the blaze. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make a comment about Charlie from Maine. I worked on a very local level of a parent-teacher organization, and a group of us women would meet and chew the fat and discuss what was happening with our school and the Board of Education. Mm -hmm. And one of our women said, I'd like to run for the Board of Education. So we got together and we pounded the pavement, and this woman got in on the Board of Education. We thought, oh, this is going to be our savior. Well, she got on the Board of Education, and her brain took a vacation. We didn't even recognize her after after we voted her in. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Just on the Board yeah. of Education, they, they got her, huh? Yeah. If, if she got there, to, well, you know, I have to give and take. I said, baloney, you didn't give and take at the PTO <laughs> level. Let's get real, you know. Oh, that's the same thing we hear from all these politicians. Thanks, Joyce. Uh, well, I have to give and take. There's got to be compromise. There's got to be compromise. If if I compromise, I'm going to wind up on a really good committee, and I can chair the committee, and then I'll have more power to get the things done that we need done. Uh-huh. And then pretty soon you've compromised yourself right out of every single value you had when you went into office. Yeah, it happens every time, even on the Board of Education, I guess. Uh, Brooke in Nevada, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hi. I just wanted to point something out. I think that most people have overlooked about the uh, Nancy Pelosi news conference. Uh-huh. Um, I think that she believed that those people were going to be grateful to her and thankful that mm. she's trying to do this and help them. And you didn't yeah. see that at all. I think that <laughs> no, the biggest takeaway was that they were very angry. They don't want the inch. They don't want DACA. They want the mile. You bet. They want blanket amnesty for all. You bet. And that's what they were chanting. It that's wasn't right. just them. It's we want it for all. And, and the uh, Democrats are going to have a real problem with this because they can't provide blanket amnesty for all and that's going to get them even more angry well i'm not positive they can't because there's a lot of republicans who feel the same way and i'm a little nervous about that uh, and i mean this thing has not been going the right way for a long time and now with trump seeming to change his mind on certain issues here i i, I they might just follow him down that road i i don't know i i don't have t- very good confidence that the republicans well, are going to toe the line there i think that donald trump is trying to show that he has a heart and that he's willing to help out this percentage of people that have been here for many, many years. Now, the other question is, is are the tens of thousands of unaccompanied minors included in DACA that have come over the border in the last couple of years? I'm sure they will be, yeah. Yeah, well... See, and those aren't 20-year-olds. Those are, those are still children. Yeah. Those people were invited to come here illegally by Obama. Yes, they were. Yeah. But no matter what, the Democrats are not going to get a pat on the back, I don't think, because no. I don't think they'll be able to get amnesty for 11 million people. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I, thanks, Brooke. I mean, I about the, them getting amnesty for 11 or 20 million, I'm not, I'm not as confident as you are. Um, but it was interesting because I think you're right about the fact that Nancy Pelosi thought she had a really, she had a friendly group of people there with her in these dreamers, and it turned out to be not so friendly. <laughs> You want to fight deportation? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. am. You do not. You're a liar. You're a liar. You don't.
I mean, that is unbelievable. That is just unbelievable. She's on their side. And it's not enough. Because they haven't promised full amnesty for everybody yet. They haven't promised that. Because that's going to create a firestorm with some of us. There's going to be a firestorm, but it will be proposed. And these dreamers have already proposed it. They're saying, not just us, we want it all. We want it all. Who the hell are you to demand this from us? You're here illegally. You're not even a guest. You're an invader in our country. And I don't care who brought you here. I don't care who brought you here. You're not here legally. And then to demand everything of us. It's unconscionable. If I acted this way in Mexico, I'd be put in jail and I'd be deported immediately. Immediately. I wouldn't have any special benefits in Mexico. Again, for the love of heaven, why is it only America that's expected to behave this way? To act suicidal about our nation and about our borders? Oh, uh, it's hard to take. Uh, Joan in Florida. Hi, you're on the blaze. Uh, yes, Pat. What I want to ask about is the anchor babies that are born. Yeah. Now, when they're born, aren't they considered uh, citizens already? <laughs> well, I had to- yes, supposedly. But, but these kids have been born in a different place, a different country, and then brought here by the parents. So these are not the kids who are born here because, yeah, they're considered uh, citizens when they are born here. Now, I don't think they should be. I think that's a misinterpretation of the 14th Amendment. Uh, I think it's I think it's an abomination. I, I think it's pretty clear the 14th Amendment doesn't say that, but that's how it's been interpreted for a long time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering about that because of all of these 800 DACA kids. Yeah. I mean, they're into their 20s and so forth. They've probably got kids galore. So that 800,000 is probably a lot more. Oh, it is. And appreciate the call, Joan. And it'll be their parents, too. And they've already said that. They, they, they're demanding their parents uh, be legalized. And their aunts and uncles and everybody they know be legalized. And everybody who's here illegally, they want amnesty for them. They've already made that quite clear. Who are you to demand this of us? <laughs> Why do we have to take this? Jody in Utah, you're on the blaze. Okay, so Keith, I've got an extra set of trigger words for you, and I'll explain to you what rayon is. All right. There's two types. <laughs> yes. One is polyester rayon, which is made from petroleum products, oh. which is going to irritate the snowflakes because we're going to have to track or something to get the petroleum for it. Oh, yeah. The other is called viscous rayon, and that's based on a wood product, and then it's turned into fabric. But here's the further trigger words. Indigo. Indigo uh, uh, is a dye uh, that you use to dye your denim blue jeans made out of cotton, and oh it boy. was farmed by slaves, and sugar oh from no. sugar cane right. and tobacco and rice. <laughs> Those were all farmed and raised by slaves at one point, so add that to your sugar list. So, Jody, were you it, born hating everyone? Wow. Wow. She has a lot of hate. Well, Keith, here's my guiding principle of my life. Whatever I can do to spread hate and discontent, yes. <laughs> I'm right there. Oh, you that's, came to the right place. That's really nice. Uh, also, Jody, how do you know so much about clothing manufacturing? Um, I was a textile major in college. Must have been, yeah. I, I sense yeah. something, some, something like that. All right, appreciate the call. Uh, Linda in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Hi. 
Hi, Pat. Hey. I was just I was just wondering, uh, when is Michael Moore going to put his money where his mouth is and open up his home to the Dreamers? Oh, yeah, really super soon. That's coming soon. You mean that 12,000-square-foot palace he has on uh, one of the lakes in Michigan? That beautiful place? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he could fit probably two or 300 Dreamers in there, couldn't he? Oh, at least. Easily. Thanks for the call. Uh, Cher said she was yeah. going to do that. Now, has she done that? Cher, Cher tweeted out, uh, by the way, all you dreamers, you're welcome at my house. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite give the address for them to show up. <laughs> Pacific Coast Highway. Uh, <laughs> so we should find out and give it to him because I'm sure she just that was just an oversight. Oversight, mm-hmm. oversight on her part. 888 900 <laughs> It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat. Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. It's Pat Gray. Uh, really cool story. Um, it, you may have heard that like four American college students were attacked in France. That's not the cool part. They were attacked with acid at a train station in France. But fortunately, the a- acid they were they were not harmed terribly bad. They weren't disfigured. Uh, I guess the the acid was too diluted to really do a whole lot of, of damage uh, to these girls but um they've decided to just be really forgiving of their attacker and they've offered compassion and prayers for their assailant who authorities say was not you know some islamic extremist because that's been going on a lot with islamic extremists uh she was just mentally ill and so the students are going to facebook and saying that all the women are okay and we just pray that the attacker will be healed from her mental illness in the name of Jesus and receive the forgiveness and salvation that can only come from him. That's really nice. Uh, it's nice to see a story like that. Um, story of forgiveness, a story that turned out okay, was really kind of horrific in the beginning, and everybody seems to be all right. Uh, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. The total, the total expenditures from American taxpayers for the Barack Obama administration for his vacations, $105,662,975.27. Wow. Is that a lot? Wow. Hmm. I'd say that's, you know, for a guy who's all about income inequality and, you know, <laughs> I do believe that at some point you made enough money. It seems like a lot, doesn't it? Kind of. Uh, $105 million? Ugh. Brutal. Also, uh, the U.S. military staged bombing drills with South Korea over the Korean Peninsula, and Russia and China began naval exercises ahead of this uh, uh, U.N. thing today. The flurry of military drills came after Pyongyang fired another one of their mid-range ballistic missiles on Friday. A pair of U.S. B-1B bombers and four f 35 jets flew from Guam and Japan and joined four other South Korean fighters uh, 
uh, fighter jets in the latest drill. And this was kind of a show of strength to uh, Kim Jong-un and, and North Korean generals that, look, we, we can get to you people anytime we want. We're not afraid of you. Please stop your nonsense because it would be really bad. And then Donald Trump told him today from the U.N. that we could totally destroy your, your stupid little country. Although I don't, I don't know that he said it was a stupid little country. I don't know. It's probably almost verbatim. It's probably pretty You heard close. the man speak. <laughs> I mean, he might be onto something there. <laughs> uh, Rhonda in Missouri. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Hey, I wanted to caution you about how you say cotton picking. Mm-hmm. One of our public school bus drivers was relieved from his route. Mm-hmm. We had two students who were fighting, and he told them to keep their cotton picking hands to themselves. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. He was not only admonished, he was put on a different route, oh. and a written complaint was put in the personnel file for racial slur. Were the kids uh, minorities? Yes, they were. Okay, but so I'm sure he, I mean, obviously he didn't mean it like they were slaves or should have been slaves or exactly. any of that stuff. But that's how the parents took it, and they went right to the school board with that one. Good heavens, that's ridiculous. I'm sure they also had a talk, uh, the parents did, with their children about, I don't know, touching the steering wheel, correct? Uh, you, you would think so. Oh, right, sure. Yeah. yeah. No, that didn't other. happen. We all know that did not happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, thanks, Rhonda. It's just it's so pathetic. It's so pathetic! How, how do we survive as a society when we're this stupid? Uh, the answer would be we don't. Well, you don't. Mm-hmm. I'm almost starting to agree with the guy who said it's too late. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I told him three hours ago, no, no, sorry, I can't go there. Three hours later, I'm like, yeah, he's right. Yeah, it's too late. I love this quote from John Adams. It's too late. Our Constitution mm-hmm. was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Yeah, we have to be, we have to be a moral. That, yes. I'd settle for moral. That sums, that sums it up. Just moral, please. It's, that completely sums it up. Um, my daughter is uh, taking a test on the Revolutionary War in co- for her college course. And uh, so she wanted to watch the John Adams series. And so I'm kind of re-watching it with her. And it is so good. It's such a great series and such a nice reminder about who these guys were and where we started out and how far we've gone astray since they founded this country. It's just, it's unbelievable they did yeah on john adams they did a great job but they removed all of the religious references that was a very large part of his life they did yeah, yeah. they did but, um but in general yeah that but in general it was a pretty great, good series great I, I really liked it mm-hmm. uh and now that you reminded me about the religious references being taken out i'm kind of irritated by oh. but um but yeah it's it's worthwhile anyway if you can get past that if you can get past okay yes they took the religion out of it um and really, Samuel Adams was even more religious than his cousin, John. Uh, and they don't say much about that in the movie either. But um, if you can get past what they've taken out, what they left in is really good. And I would highly it's recommend really David McCullough's book, John Adams. It is so good. And yeah, it is he, on uh, audio CD. You know, audio. He also, he also wrote 1776, right? He did. Yep. Which is also really good. Very good. I would also highly recommend, and we've talked about... This book for a long time, uh, The 5,000-Year Leap, is tremendous. Written by Cleon Skousen, mm-hmm. 5,000-Year Leap. Tremendous book. And uh, the real George Washington, yeah. the real Thomas Jefferson, 
the real Ben Franklin. Yep. All must-reads. Make your kids read 5,000-year leap. Don't let them out mm-hmm. of your house without having read that. If you want to know how to save the country, if you want to believe it's not too late, if we all educated our kids and brought them up that way and helped them to understand how this country was founded, on what principles it was founded, what's in the Constitution, how do you defend it? Well, first of all, you got to know it. First of all, you have to know what's in it before you can, before you can actually defend it. That, that, that'll that go a long way towards saving this country. Yeah, I didn't say the country could be saved. I just said make sure your kids read these books. <laughs> yeah, we've already this come point. to the conclusion it <laughs> okay. can't be. All right. uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the satellite uh, weather thing right now, and yeah. the, this Maria has gotten so huge. Yeah. Winds, sustained winds, 165 miles an hour, gusting to 195 miles an yeah. hour, Oof. headed towards San Juan, Puerto Rico. Good golly, got to feel bad for them. And these islands have just been brutalized by these storms. And here they come again. Mm. Although I think Puerto Rico was spared by the last two, right? It was so. yeah. spared by Harvey and Will, uh, Irma. Uh, but it doesn't look like it's going to be spared here. And it could hit. It looks like it's going to hit as a Category 4. So the winds will die down a little bit. But the storm surge going to be terrible. And then it kind of veers off and up toward the north, and so hopefully it misses the United States eastern coast. Hmm, that'll be close. Are they saying it's? A, is there a possibility it hits us? Yeah, like if, they, if you do the. I'm looking at the guy on TV now. You know they don't go out forever. How many days they go out? But yeah. it just kind of it's still lingering out there. You know the five day forecast or whatever. Yeah, Jose's out there too, causing havoc. Uh, it's it's offshore, but it's. Still messing up the East Coast with the Nor'easters and all that. All right. See you back uh, here tomorrow on Pat Gray Unleashed.